be a great matchup, and I wish both teams well. Welcome to the Sainsbury Show. Last day of the week, Friday? Friday. Yeah. Friday before. Yeah. yeah, Fantone loves Friday. You've never met anybody in your life that likes Friday more than Fantone. Yeah, especially considering that I have the easiest job in the world. It's like, what are you celebrating the weekend for? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just excited. Welcome to the program. Joined every day, as I am, uh, by Matthew Fantone there. And it is the Friday before Super Bowl. Let me tell you some stuff that's going to happen on the program today before we get into anything else, though. At 9 o'clock, we'll be joined by Officer Lamar Sharp, Canton police officer there. And uh, also at 9 o'clock is when we'll send you out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music. Is it the award show? Yeah, yeah it's the award show this it's time. It's like the third week of us doing this. We should have it figured out by now. It's Friday. <laughs> they play advertisements and promos all over the place. Me and Stansbury are like, oh, is it the show? Who's going to be there? What's happening? Uh, I mean, they they play promos on the stations <laughs> that I hear in the hallway. I mean, I'm not sure I've ever heard one here, but, you know, whatever. Um, how are you this morning, buddy? I can't complain, man. It's Friday. It's actually first Friday. I know that kind oh, of is... Oh, uh, my God. Look at that. Yeah, there's a lot going on. So there's uh, there's there's a party to be had in downtown Canton tonight. So oh, it's, always, it's always a good time, man. Buzz it's always, been here I come. It's always exciting yeah, to, uh, like to have our 12 additional drinking holidays a year here in Stark County. So I that's, completely uh, forgot about that. That's why I remind you of things, buddy. Um, other than that, man, it's Friday, like before the, you know, day before the weekend. I really am excited for this weekend. I, uh, I, I feel like last weekend I moved... And it was a big fiasco, and and I just kind of had a crazy week of of buying a car, and my girlfriend going Moving into anaphylactic car, shock, girlfriend right, in the hospital, in the hospital, like, and so I'm just kind of like, you know what? I just kind of don't want to do anything this weekend. I just kind of want to go lay low and like lay on the couch and be a bum. So. He could have done nothing Monday through for the, to this morning, and he'd still want to do nothing well, this course, weekend. Of don't, course, don't but, let him. But I mean, unpacking all week. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And like, I mean, we, are you unpacked? Like, uh, is the house lived? Uh, it's it's lived, but it's not a hundred percent yet. I mean, there's still like a couple it's boxes, never a, week. a couple yeah. boxes of like things, and and where a, are the toothbrushes? Well, and a lot of what it is is you know you think you're kind of unpacked, but really all we did was just kind of shove stuff into the closet because we're like, oh, well, that's worry not about unpacking, it. and right. that's not unpacked at all. It's that's not. just boxes in a closet, yeah. and, and 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 like we really have to like get into it. And did kind you do of, it all together, or, or did she like halfway do this while you're at work and vice versa? Like, do you each know where everything is? Uh, pretty good. Idea at this point, but yes, there have certainly been points when she has called me and been like, "Babe, where are my black boots? Where did these go?" And I'm like, "Oh, I know. There's a box of your shoes, and there's a bag of your shoes, and there's another box of your shoes. I don't know where any of these things are, but I know they're there." And she's like, "Well, thanks, thanks a lot." <laughs> that doesn't help me. Doesn't at all. help her at all. So no, I mean, like it's just been a uh, it's been a bit of a of, of a past two weeks, and you know, uh, as as well as obviously we we we've, we've got a job that we do here, and uh, we've got lives that we live. So I'm just kind of excited. Excited to like watch the Super Bowl, not do anything, and hang out. Damn right. Your girlfriend actually came up in conversation between my mother and I last night. Okay. I was telling, you know, she was asking me about you know my week and all that, and I, you know, I was telling her about your girlfriend going into, um, you know, the emergency room. She had an allergic reaction to right. something. Right. And I was telling, you know, I was telling her, I was like, yeah, and then, you know, she came to the radio station the next day. She showed me photos. Stand by one second. You were, were you just talking to your mom last night? Was this just yeah. like a casual conversation? I, all right. So. All right, I've been having this guilt thing over the fact that I um over what happened with my niece in Christmas okay. and her gift not being sent right and so like I've been you know kind of reflecting on like man I've been kind of a crappy uncle and like okay. you know a bad family member so I've been okay. trying to you know to open up you know that line of communication Dude, a little just, bit more just so much just, Stansberry feeling coming out right and, now I love uh, it. and and let's you know I I like to lay bare so let's just do it okay. February is my dad's birthday month and okay. so the whole family kind of gets emotional come February it's you know weird I mean? it's weird um what some people will associate their their lost loved one with 
Christmas. Some people are like, Christmas is really Holidays. tough. Some people, birthday is really tough. Some people, you know, maybe your dad, I don't know, was a big St. Patrick's Day guy or something. Right. But a lot of people have that one event that is just the in particularly tough one. And I don't know, I mean, we weren't huge birthday celebrations. I don't know why this is, but it, but it does. My family all goes haywire around February, you know okay. what I mean? And that's, uh, so, so, you know, that's one of those things. And so I was talking to her about your girlfriend like be, having the allergic reaction. And I said, you should have seen her face. She showed me these photos, Mom. I, you've never seen anything like it. And she said to me, she's like, Daniel, do you remember when you had the chicken pox at 21 years old? At 21? So here's the thing. She took me to a chicken pox party when I was a kid, and I only got like two. And so they thought like I'd be good. And then like I was 21. Somebody came over who had them. And next thing you know, I was like laid up in bed. Are you going to be diagnosed with juvenile diabetes at 40? I put chicken pox at 21? Jeez, isn't it like adult chicken pox? Like, can't you die from that? I think that's more shingles, but yes, it is. It, I know it gets more dangerous Jeez. the older you get. And it hurt like hell. And so she was like, I have photos. She's like, I'll send you photos. <laughs> So then my photos. So then my mom like sent me the that photo. Okay. And then, you know, but now you got your mom like memory lane in it. Right. right. She's got the box open. She's looking through the photo right? albums. So now mom's strolling oh, memory lane. Love it. So now I got like, I don't know, it's only like four or five, but I got like old Stansberry family photos. This is this is heart touching, right? Dude, now, I got right? I got like an old Christmas card of uh, of our family. I have uh, like a Christmas morning photo of my dad and I. I got my dad's graduation photo. She sent me. She's like, look how much you two look so much alike. Yeah, she was memory lane in it. Ah, like, you got to go see her soon. Yeah, you got to get out. There, I mean, buddy. she's gonna die. You got to so- <laughs> yes, yes. Inevitably, we all will. So, and so, but I and so I was telling Fantone, I was like, man, I you know. Where do you see this photo of me in the chicken box? So he's telling me, he's like, you got to get a, a photo gallery going online at WRQK.com. So I'm trying to do that. It's not up there yet, but uh, we'll make you aware. But yeah, I'm looking at this photo right now of me having the chicken box, 21 years old. It's, I mean, dude, it's not good. <laughs> you can even see like I'm pouting like this hurts and I'm unattractive right now. Um, yeah, it was not good. It's funny. It's funny that uh, actually I was talking about you with my mother yesterday. <sighs> Gayest show in Canada. So, um, <laughs> why is Sansbury and I, Sansbury and I, by chance, grew up in the same town, eight years apart from each other. Prior yes. to this radio show, same high school, did not know each other, right? Did not have any families didn't know pad, nothing. Didn't have any paths crossed, but but we grew up in the same town, eight years apart. Yes, my mom still works in that town as a lunch lady at the school, oh, and she is convinced no. that one of the students. Oh, this again? One of the students. <laughs> Is Stansberry's illegitimate yeah, child? Your mom has said this to me, actually. Right, she was the one. I think she's just like like I. We were at TDs this. the one night, right? And she was telling you about this kid, yeah. that looks like your illegitimate child, yeah. And what did she say? It was probably about a sixth grader, seventh grader. There. I don't remember. I, I'm yeah, sure. She, sounds about right. I think she has. I think she has fourth, fifth, and sixth graders in okay. her school. So I think right. I think the kid's either a fifth or sixth grader. And so, I do not have illegitimate kids, by the way. So we think. No, and nor would I. <laughs> so we think. I, I know I've kind of gone out of my way not to be. A parent, but if I got somebody pregnant, I'd man up. How would you know though? That's the thing that's always concerning to me. I can say, "Oh, I don't have any kids." I know I don't have any kids. I work condoms oh, my whole life. But maybe a woman but, doesn't tell you. But deep down inside, back of your mind, you've had sex with women. Therefore, you know it's a possibility. Possibility that one day it could be your kid. It could be. You, do you wear a condom every time, Sansbury? Here, did you notice? No. This kid's a hero for unpacking his house. Thank God the weekend's here, and now it's the weekend for me too. Hey, you might be a dad on Friday. So, so my what mom the says. What are you doing so to me, dude? My mom says to me yesterday. She says, Matthew, 
I have more evidence that this is Sansbury's kid. No, she doesn't. Dude, like evidence. Him. She doesn't know what the word evidence <laughs> she's means. Like, she's like, it looks like him. Or she's like, he looks like him. She's like, he acts like him. And yesterday, I heard him talking to one of his buddies. He's standing there in the lunch line, and they're talking about Chipotle. <laughs> and the kid that, you know, Stansberry Jr. looks at his buddy and says, yeah, I like Chipotle, but I have to get the double chicken. And I'm like, dude, that is totally Stansberry's kid. All right, I mean, 100%, we're getting- 100%. We're talking Chipotle. That's two meals in itself, and this kid's got to get double chicken. I, it's damning. I mean, it is. It is. That's I. That is damning information. I. Uh, I. You know what? I mean, I. I guess maybe we'll go see. Uh, you know, Murray and uh, you know, have him have him open up. You know, the the envelope there and find out uh, how much of my how much of my DNA matches. Uh, you know, the double chicken burrito kid. Yeah, double chicken chubby cheeks, dude. My mom said he's got the same mannerisms, that same like sarcastic you know tone to him. So I don't know, dude. Do somebody take that kid and throw him? Off a cliff because i mean seriously here's what i know he's gonna amount to nothing radio's not even gonna exist by the time he's old enough to do this and if i didn't have this honestly dude things would be really bad somebody take that kid see this what i'm saying seven billion people on the planet we found one we found a sixth grader in twinsburg we don't need all right we'll be right back with more sansbury show hey this report is brought to you by positive coaching alliance sansbury show on rock 106.9 welcome back to the sansbury show on Rock 106.9, we're also online for you at WRQK.com. If you missed yesterday's program, that's where you can podcast that. Stick around, 9 o'clock. We'll send you out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. It's a trip for two out to Los Angeles. That'll be nice. It's been a while since I've been to L.A. I like that city. Not enough to live in it, but I, do, but I do like to visit it. Go west, young man. I feel like you need a trip out there. I love the west coast. I love California, Oregon, Washington, Nevada, that whole, even like, yeah, like the southwest there. I, there, I love that. Go see your mom. Go see. Go see LA. You know what I mean. What is yeah, it like probably. a four-hour drive from LA to Vegas? Yeah, about that. Four so and a half. Yeah. yeah. So dude, I mean, you go. To, you go stay with your mom for for a couple days. You go out to LA for a day or two. Come back to your mom. Fly back to fly back to CAK. I like it. That's a good plan. It's not a bad one. That's Summer <laughs> break coming up. I already got my eye on it. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. Vacation. Listen to this. Dude, there's a kid Maslin's going to get a little bit of a vacation. Not one he wants. Uh, mm. As he was pulled over on 21 the other night, just before 3 a.m. Apparently, uh, there were a couple of lane violations. Uh, you know, left to center, I believe, and not okay. not using your turn signal to make moves. Which, you know, not enough people do that. And, and you should. Uh, because, again, it, it will get you pulled over occasionally, you know, here and there. And it's just like, you know, it, it's it's polite. You know, my dad used to say in the car all the time when somebody wouldn't use turn signal, you know, you paid you paid for the whole car. You better use it. Might as well <laughs> use all the functions. Yeah, that was one of my old mans. That was one of his stocks. It is. It's just, it's, 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 it's a rule or it's a law for a reason like right. there's a reason that you use it and it's to let other people know how you'll be uh, how you'll be operating your vehicle so yes use your turn signals I don't understand why people don't listen if you don't wear your seatbelt and you, you die hey that's your own fault that's you but like turn signals you're inconveniencing everybody use your turn signals absolutely so it's 3 a.m. kid goes a little left to center okay doesn't use his turn signal, none of that stuff. So they pull him over, obviously. Right? It's 3 o'clock in the morning. You're going left to center. We're thinking, okay, maybe there's some, there might be booze involved in it. 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Pull him over. <laughs> pull so, him over. Check him out. So before they cuff and stuff the kid, they realize when they pull the car over, um, he's naked. Naked. Okay. What up, Maslin? <laughs> sounds, like the, sounds, sounds, like these are, uh, sounds like these are fun over there. Now, the cop says, when you pull someone over and they're naked he's like naturally you're a human you want to laugh at that of course like, you want to laugh it's kind of funny he's like but as a cop we are trained to know 
And we'll talk to Officer Lamar Sharp about this at 9 a.m. this morning. It's like, as a cop, we're trained to know. Dude, if you're naked driving a car at 3 a.m., that's a red flag. Like, there's something. We better we better look into this situation. I don't know in what situation driving the car naked isn't a huge red flag. You know what I mean? Like, is there any time, any circumstance, anything you could say that would be like, no, this is why I'm driving the car and this is uh, naked and this is why it makes sense? Sergeant Brian Mateen went on to say, it's, uh, it's likely that person's under the influence of drugs and could potentially be a danger to you and others when he's behind the wheel of a piece of seal that weighs 5,000 pounds. And that is absolutely correct. Of course. Now, so shout out to uh, Sergeant Brian Mateen for knowing that and uh, realizing that we should be looking into somebody driving around naked at three o'clock in the morning. So they call for backup as they always do. Got to right. protect yourself there. Of course. They were able to get Luis Monroe de La Paz Valdez. I hope I'm in the ballpark of accurate there. Sure. To put on shorts and get out of the vehicle. Uh, Massillon police uh, claim he had showed several signs of being impaired, which I believe. If you're driving at three o'clock in the morning and you're uh, and you're going left to center, you don't have the clothes on there. I believe impairment might be part of the problem there. So they pulled out the canine unit, Inca, of course, and uh, that uh, that canine indicated there were illegal substances. They searched the car, obviously. Massillon police do. They find a baggie of methamphetamine and four glass pipes. Jeez, dude. That's heavy drug use there. Well, I mean... Or you multiple know, people, maybe drop some people off. And, 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 and I can't necessarily be surprised that it's heavy drug use here. It's not like smoking weed is going to make you take your clothes off and drive down the street naked. No, for people that don't know, certain drugs heat your body up. Yeah. And you just start to sweat. And so, like, they start... And I, I've never done a lot of methamphetamine, thank God. You know what I mean? Like, um, I had unwillingly and unknowingly... There had been some stuff that had happened. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, man, things got weird in Oregon. You know what I mean? Like, things got weird. And so, like, uh, but you can get, like, another one of these is, like, Molly and X and all yeah. that kind of stuff. It always heats you all up. That's why those kids are always running around naked, just body painted up. Drinking a lot of water. And listening I mean, to awful music. People people went to raves in the 90s. Get I think they remember. Lawn. Yeah, but not everybody. I think that was still just the. Oh. I think that was still just the awful people like us. But getting a little too hot. I yeah, he was he ripping his clothes off, trying to get it, trying to trying to you know charged cool with off. operating a vehicle under the influence. Thank the dear Lord, driving under suspension, a marked lane violation, turn signals required, possessing uh, possessing rather uh, drug instruments, and aggravated possession of drugs. He was taken to the Star County Jail, where he. I'll remain, I would imagine, for a little bit of time. Because I think the judge can stack the the punishment for each paraphernalia pipe, right? I'm sure, yeah. The more, the more you have. Do four pipes? Well, and we're already well into felony territory here. Of methamphetamine. Yeah, meth, yeah, it's, yeah. Not a, it's not a good thing. So you're going to spend some time in jail, buddy. That's the way that's going to work out. Guys, don't be doing this stuff. No. Right? Don't no. mess around with methamphetamine. It's not good. No. And you listen. get all hooked, and then, dude, it ruins your life. Dude, you lo- Here's the thing, okay? Dude, most hard drugs are bad. Like, the mo- they're, they're, they're terrible for you. But methamphetamine, like, it takes your teeth. It's amongst the worst of the worst, Like, no it makes question. you not pretty. Like, and do you want to be not pretty? I sign off on all that. 100% agreed. Don't do meth. Don't do hard drugs. But if you are going to choose to, 
What are you driving for, dude? Uber it. What are you driving Uber for? It. Your Uber driver doesn't care if you're all messed wait, out in the back. Wait, wait, wait. No, dude. Well. Uber picked up people that were trying to go to an airport or whatever, and oh, some yeah. Uber driver was just trying to do his job and put food on the table for his and hers or whatever. And so now it's hashtag delete Uber. So if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna do meth in Maslin three o'clock in the morning, Lyft is the way you want to go. There you go. That. That's. Dude, we probably should not drive people right to the doorstep on how to... No, we shouldn't. Now, we did say, don't do the methamphetamine. Don't do meth. Yeah, don't do the methamphetamine do there. Don't do it. It takes your teeth. That right there would be enough for me to be like, nope, I'm good on that. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Maybe. Hang On Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 1069, 9 o'clock. We'll be joined in studio by Canton Police Officer, Officer Lamar Sharp. We're a big fan of his, he's a big fan of ours. And uh, he is one of those guys that believes in community policing, doing right, right by you know the community there, and uh, likes to get to know the people who he's protecting. He's uh he's one of those he's one of those people you can aspire to be like. Yeah, Canton PD has made uh, community policing an initiative of theirs over the past couple of years. Lamar Sharp certainly uh, has spearheaded it, and he's actually started a nonprofit now, the Be a Better Me Foundation, and uh, he's able to do a bit more underneath that nonprofit. You know what I'm saying? He has a bit more flexibility there, so I'm sure uh, some questions about that will come up in uh, Canton, Ohio, and its future. What it's like to maybe patrol First Friday, right? since, uh, since it is First Friday today. God, man, I forgot about that. Yeah. I, uh, tonight might get a little yeah. weird. It's my buddy's birthday tomorrow, my buddy HJ's birthday tomorrow, and uh, we, we're kind of looking for some things to do, so that uh, that may be part of the plan this evening. Stansberry, getting it. Yeah. Husband, George's, Oracle. He doesn't care. Stansberry's going everywhere. Yeah, I'll probably hit them all. I've been known to. Like it. So it's not every day that I'm thankful that I have Matthew Fantone in here with me. I'll be honest. It's not every day. It's not. Okay? So I bet, I, I, you know, I don't know what the over-under is, but I bet it's two days a week probably. Okay. All right. All right. But today is one of those days. Right. As there have been changes to the website and how we, like, upload things to the website. And I'm an old man, and so, like, I get, like, sometimes confused. And I'm like, young person, come over here and help me. And like, so today he's been very patient with, with the old crop. Duty has in here. He's been very patient because here's what happened. Like my mom sent me some photos of the family because I was like talking about how Fantone's girlfriend like got an allergic reaction to some food, and my mom reminded me that I I didn't get my chicken box. I was 21, and I I look horrific in them. And so then you know she was like kind of memory lane in it. And she's like, oh look, here's pictures of your dad, and here's Christmas, and here's all this stuff. And so I started showing Fantone these photos. He's like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, gotta get these online. Gotta get them. Up. Gotta get them. People online. want to see them. People want gotta do to this. see that. And I wasn't sure, but I was like, all right, well, maybe we'll do it. I understand my boss is always on Fantone for webits. You know what I mean? So Fantone's like, well, I'll get on him about some webits. And so, like, the gallery's up now at WRQK.com Correct. in the Stansbury Show section. But because I'm an idiot and because I don't really know how to use the internet all that well, like, the one, like, the, like, the, like, the cover photo for the gallery not sized properly. Well, so you can't see it. I don't know if that necessarily makes you an idiot. You know, we're, uh, we're figuring things out here. Well, I'm going to use that. 
that and can you know concurrent with you know some other stuff. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> just that a little was more that, evidence yeah, there, just I mean, a little bit more. We're in straw camel's back territory there. Um, well, and I mean, what that all boils down to is is the last place, not the last place I worked before here, but the one prior to that. The, all they cared about was the website. They had such a high priority on it, and that was one of their main focuses. That was Town Square Media, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and I mean, it's small markets, and and they really did try to do like a lot of local content. So that's where I kind of picked up a lot of that. And you got to remember, I mean, you should get that PD and updated from a uh, uh, tape of what, from, we, what from, we sound like from when you kind of last Flint, left, huh? I mean, when you last left the company to when, to when you started today you or when even, you started three years ago, you can't even drink the water. In a, a lot's changed. You no, know what I mean? I'm not moving there. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's happening? I'm sorry. I'm just debating my 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 career future. It's over here. 1015 Tony Labrie that you talk to him. <laughs> No, Tell yeah, but you're that. right. Since I left this company yeah. the first time in 2009, November 17th, 2009 was my last day on the air for this company. Um, the last time until you know being hired this last time, which was uh, what June 14th, 2014. Stays right with the dates. On. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I, I don't even know. I'm like. Uh. Yep. 14, 15, I don't know when we got well, hired. Well, I've only had about six good days my okay, whole life. Right. <laughs> got to remember the good ones. You know, you know what I mean? Uh, but yes, no, the world and how you do all that stuff has uh, has dramatically changed. And so, and, and really, honestly, when I worked for this company the last time, we didn't have to do anything for the website. Right, there's probably like there, a web we had a web guy. Department, right? And it was like, anything you want to him, and they do, they would get mad if we did anything online. They'd be like, no, no, no. Anything you want submitted, well, that's why we pay that guy. Email him everything you want. He'll get it all up right before the show. Everything will be great. We'll set times and this, and it was awesome. I've even heard tales of like, you know. It was so good. There was a web department and a promotions department and a sales department. And everyone did their own job and everyone just kind of stuck in their and lane. And then deregulation and hit the industry and they were like, we don't need any of these people. And I didn't have to do every <laughs> single thing, but no, it's a, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a fairy tale I've heard. So point being is the photo gallery's up, but it's only yeah. halfway done. I and- see it. It's good. You can see the pictures. That's all that matters. Right. Who cares about the cover photo? Go to WRQK.com. You can see Stansberry at 21 uh, with chicken pox yes. laying there shirt. My dad's graduation photos in there, right? Looking just like Stansberry. No need. Oh, to go to, I mean, we look exactly alike, right? No need to go to Maury on that one. Now, when it comes to a Maury visit, Stansberry earlier in the day, I talked about this. No, see, your mom is crazy, but she's right, and you're worried no. about it because he says to me, he's like, "No, that's not my kid." If you would have said double steak, maybe double yeah. barbacoa for sure. You think that because barbacoa, you sound like you sound like one of those dudes on Maury. Oh, oh, I'm dark skin. That's a light skin, baby. That's not gonna work. You sound exactly like. Like that, that's totally be your kid, dude. That logic has worked flawlessly <laughs> on that totally TV show. <laughs> I gotta watch that nose. You gotta show a nose. And I'm like, no, this could totally be your kid. Those arguments have worked flawlessly on that program for 20 years. I'm a bit of a barbacoa man. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if my child would eat chicken. Not, not. It's very. Come on. Not, not one of those dudes has been proven to be the father. Not one. <laughs> not a one. All right. Let's talk about things people care about. I have uh, I have here a, a piece of information from Deshaun Watson, who is uh, supposedly supposedly going to be the like the, the, the number one quarterback in the draft. Right. Might not be the first pick, but the number one quarterback in the draft. And there was rumors that he skipped the Senior Bowl because he wanted to like kind of like shun the Browns and you know wanted the Browns to think ill of him and not want to pick him. Can't blame him now. I maintain that I think you're going to see athletes do this more and more and more, and you're going to start to see this stuff because in that line of work, professional sports, the better you are in college, the worse job you get professionally. Right. It's upside down. And so sooner or later, these kids, these millennials are going to get smart and go, you know what? 
Why are we continuing to do this system for these guys like this? Screw this. I'm not doing it. Hey, I mean, we've seen examples of it in the past. Yeah, sure. But it become more and more commonplace. I think it's, well, what happens is, is that the longer the world goes on, the less people, like, in my day, you'd be called soft. Now you're not. Now you're called smart. And so the world's kind of shifting there. And I, I understand that, hey, you should run yourself into the wall because we're going to pay you to be a pro football player. But looking at it from the athlete's perspective, I do not blame them at all for wanting to have control of where they go. I mean, do I think... I want control over where I go. Exactly. Exactly. Do I think Do I think that, yes, the Browns, should they pick the best player available and blah, 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 of course. But if I'm Deshaun Watson, I don't want to come to Cleveland. He says he has no problem playing with Cleveland. He said he had a great conversation with Hugh Jackson, and he just said, look, man... Man, like I think this is what's best for me as the athlete, and he, he says you told him he agreed. Now, what is Hugh going to say to his face? You know what I mean? I'm sure it was just a right. pleasantry, right, or whatever. Now, but what's Deshaun Watson going to say? Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Everybody's putting on their public face. That's why, honestly, when we all get mad at each other and scream these opinions back and forth about this stuff, it's like it's craziness, really, when you think about it, because nobody's telling us the truth on anything. So. The other rumors surrounding the Browns and the quarterback position was as they were going to approach New England about Jimmy Garoppolo. Correct. And I think that's the better way to go. Okay. I really do. I think the rumor I heard yesterday, and I don't know if you can get them for this price tag, but if you could, I think you'd do it in a heartbeat. And that is they want our, they want our 12th pick in the first round and a fourth round pick. Do it. Do it. What, are you insane? If that's the price, we're going to screw up the 12th pick for sure. You know we are. We've screwed up every other pick before. We're going to screw it up. Or there's at least a chance you could do giving up draft picks, I don't think matters. It's 60, it's 70 30. You're going to blow it. Even, dude, even smart franchises, Atlanta, Green Bay, and like New England, they all blow draft picks. What are the odds that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to work out? Well, I, I think... Because if I, I have a 70-30, but Jimmy Garoppolo is 80-20, you know what I mean? Okay, there's an argument there. This is a little bit of me flying by my gut here with, with the Garoppolo thing. I like it. Okay, so now I wanted, I wanted to get into this a little bit too, because what's going to happen... I don't have my Twitter up right now, but I know what's going to happen. Right? Guys are going to be tweeting at me. They're going to be sending me messages at Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show, all that stuff. They're going to email the radio station. They're going to say to me this one term over and over and over again. I'm going to hear this term until the end of the day about Jimmy Garoppolo. It's a system. He's a system quarterback. It's a system. Okay, well, I heard a very smart man who evaluates NFL tape for a living. His name is Greg Cosell say yesterday. Guys, you realize we still use the West Coast offense in, in the NFL today? It has its own name, that system does. You know who the first orchestrator majorly in the NFL of that system was? Joe Montana. So if we're not going to call Joe Montana system quarterback using the best system in American football, then Tom Brady's not a system quarterback. And I heard him say that, and I was like, well, yeah, that makes so much sense. It can't be denied. Well, I, yeah, I don't think anybody's. I, I mean, if you're making the argument that Tom Brady is 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 a system quarterback, I think you have a real flaw there. But I mean, if we're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, I think I think you can certainly make the argument. I well, I don't know. I mean, I, I because isn't that doesn't that dispel? Could you throw somebody else into the West Coast offense for uh, back in the day for San Francisco and be as good as Joe Montana? I think you you saw Jimmy Garoppolo come into that system and run it pretty flawlessly. Like they, they didn't miss a step. They did miss a step with Jacoby Brissett. People say they didn't, but they did. If you go back and look at it, they did. With Garoppolo, that thing moved, man. And people say to me, "So fine, let's say it's a system. Let's say it's a system. Fine, it's all a system." 
What's wrong with bringing somebody here who knows one of the good systems? What's wrong with that? I, I mean, I think you take Miles Garrett with one. You trade the 12th pick in the first round and the fourth round pick. You get Garoppolo and a pass rusher, and now you're off to the races. You take the other picks in the draft, and you and you add to the line. I'm not saying I'm right, fam. What's your idea? Like, I, oh I mean, no, I'm just saying. I mean, I, I think obviously the system is going to improve when you have more quality pieces within the system. So of course, Brady better than Garoppolo. I just feel like you're, you're mortgaging a lot of of what is. Hey, you have the opportunity to take a 12th round or a 12th pick in the in the NFL draft for a guy that you don't know if it's going to work out. Normally, I think I think the quarterback's probably in the most important position, and I think it might, everybody kind of takes their cues from that guy. And I think it might be good to have the quarterback come in and look around and go, guys, this is how you do this? No. No, it isn't. And I'm going to work the way Brady worked, and then guys are going to watch me work the way Brady worked. So you're going to give Jimmy Garoppolo the same the same rope you'd give Tom Brady? The I same, don't know. The same Dude, leash? Am I going the same to control? Get, am I going to get the 100% same guy? Obviously not. But I think, I think he looks... I think he looks more like the prototype NFL franchise quarterback than Deshaun Watson does right now. I think Deshaun Watson's going to be a good pro quarterback. I'm not one of those guys that says he can't do it. I think he will be a good pro, and that's the part you got to understand. If somebody else takes him, he's going to win, and you have to be okay with it. You have to be all right with that. Guys are going to win. Northeast Ohio sports fans are used to that. Oh, you're not playing for us. You're winning. Oh, all right. You know what all I mean? Right. Like, oh, you, you, you got to get over the, the like the fear of that because it's going to happen. But I think Garoppolo's the safer pick. And Hugh has been known to be able to work with quarterbacks. And I would rather take a guy who's kind of been around the league a little while versus like a rookie who they say is like, man, he's a project. It's going to be a little while before he's really a good pro. They say he's going to be a good pro, but it's going to, every scout says it's going to take him a little while to get there. I think a big uh, point of this conversation um, is uh, Browns don't have to take that QB. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm saying with the, with the first take defense, with the 12th take defense, you know, uh, yes, there's still a quarterback issue, but there's far greater issues. We couldn't keep a quarterback standing up this year. I agree. The lines need to be a huge focus. That's where you win the game. So I agree with that. But if Jimmy Garoppolo, I feel like that's a low price tag. Dude, Sam Bradford went for a first-round pick. If you can get Jimmy Garoppolo for, for the 12th and a 4th, I like it. Somebody proposed yesterday on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, um, uh, Joe Thomas for Jimmy Garoppolo. You do it? Well, I mean, now I'm I'm cutting off my nose to slight my face, right? I need a good quarterback, but I need the line. I don't know. I, I don't know if uh, springing that on me, I don't have the answer for it. I'd have to think on that. But initially, my gut says no. Because what good's the – I mean, dude, Joe P- Thomas plays the – the premier position on the offensive line. Plays the premier position on the offensive line, but is obviously not going to be a long-term... I mean, how much longer does Joe Thomas truly yeah. have in the NFL? And if you don't make the trade, then you don't have the quarterback. And then you don't have the quarterback. If Jimmy Garoppolo's worth it to you... <sighs> then I think yes, because I think overall, you, yeah, thinking about it like that, because you have a better opportunity to find that position that serviceable you than you do quarterback. offensive lineman. Yeah. Go get another one. There's more of those than there are quarterbacks. Yeah, you make that move. And you know what? I couldn't even hate it because then at least Joe gets a ring. And good. I think, honestly, this community, that team, they owe him something. They owe him something. That guy's been a rock for that franchise, and he should have just walked out forever and a day ago. You once upon a time, Fantone, had said that South Park was the best show on TV. Yeah. Yeah, no longer. I'll okay. tell you why. Next on the Sandsbury. This report is brought to you by Boys and Girls Club of America. 1069.
Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Your can charge are in action tonight at the Canton Civic Center against the Grand Rapids Drive. Dollar Dog Night yeah. at the Civic Center this evening. Dollar Dog Night presented by Sugardale. Uh, there's a free kid zone presented by Constellation there. And then post-game free throws. You can get your tickets. Cantoncharge.com or the Civic Center box office. I believe they start just around $8 and then it's dollar dog night. Yeah, honestly. Dude, honestly, I may go to the charge game just for dinner before first Friday. <laughs> like, think about that. Eight bucks to get in, three hot dogs. I'm in dinner, 11 bucks, and that's cheaper than I can eat dinner anywhere else. That's a great deal. Oh, and of course, we've got some basketball action going on. Um, you know, the charge. Uh, yeah, yeah the hoops, fine, but like, dude, it's, it's va- dollar dog. It's value, dude. It really is. You know, people always complain, nothing going on in Canton. Oh, dude, Cavs games are too expensive. I can't drive all the way up to Cleveland. Dude, there's there's this basketball action happening in your own backyard right I'm now. I'm telling you, I'm going there just for dinner. That's that's, that's a great deal. Stansberry, Sugardale. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll let them know you're coming. They'll throw yeah. some extra dogs on. I was going to say, get ready. Yeah. I mean, I, I would be prepared. <laughs> I, I would get on that. Still to come on the program, 8 o'clock. We'll uh, get you hooked up with those uh, Alice Cooper tickets. He's bringing Edgar Winter, Deep Purple. Good show. That's a really it's a good, good show. show. That's a good really show. good show. Good uh, that's happening September 9th out of Blossom. We'll get you into that. 9 o'clock, uh, we'll send you to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Also, talk to you, Canton Police Officer uh, Lamar Sharp. Big program coming up today. I like it. Huge show on Friday. We I like, like it. it. So you have said, Fantone has, that, uh, that South Park is the best show on TV, and not only right now, but ever. Yeah. That's been your claim. And I know that's a uh, one hell of a claim to make about, now, a, about a cartoon. Going back to when we talked about this the first time, when you said this, I thought you were nuts. Like, when you had first said it, I was like, he's crazy. He's making, he's being a slave to the moment. He's a little too young, not having the perspective. But then you laid out really good arguments as to why South Park could really be the best show ever. Um, you know, I think first and foremost on that list, not the only argument, but certainly a very strong one is the sustainability of the show. That show came out 20 plus years ago at this point, right? right? I mean, yeah, well worth, you know, well over 20 plus years. Still continues to be relevant, still continues to be talked about in culture. Name another show that's really done that, that's lasted 25 plus years. I don't know if you can. I mean, the news has had a hell of a run, but uh, you know, I don't know if that necessarily takes it in. Obviously, um, I think, and I think a vast majority of people think the show, even if not this season has been your favorite or the past couple of seasons, at one point was hilarious. And I feel like every generation, well, not every generation, but you know, over the past 25 years, everyone kind of has a, hey, that was that really funny season or that really funny episode of South Park. Um, it's also able to be incredibly, incredibly topical, arguably the most topical show on television because they produce their shows in a week. You can't do that with a sitcom. You can't do that with an episode Family of guy. The Simpsons. You can't do that with an episode of anything else. So, dude, I think, I mean, extremely culturally relevant in the 90s. I mean, there was they were on everything. There was video games. There was plush dolls. There was everything with South Park on it. So you look at its highs. You look at its They lows. are like the kiss of TV shows. They really are. You look at how long they've lasted. You look at how, 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 how much ground they've broken and how much they push the envelope and they still remain like one of the most highly rated shows on TV. I, I, I think there's a lot of evidence. Now, they had a whole season kind of dedicated to the presidential run. Right. You know, Hillary Clinton versus, season, right? uh, you know, versus, uh, you know, Donald Trump. Was it turd sandwich versus whatever? Well, douche versus turd sandwich has long been the South Park. Hey, that's your political choices. You can okay. either pick a, a douche or a turd sandwich. See, I gave up on the show a long time ago, so I don't I don't know the ins and outs of it. What they did this season is usually South Park gets a standalone episode. The boys have an issue and they take care of it within that episode. But this was over the course of the entire season, there was an overriding story and that was Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump, quote unquote, played by Mr. Garrison. 
So they spent a year making fun of Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Should, oh yeah, should be. I mean, dude, they took Hillary Clinton apart for sure. They did, and, and after she lost. Yeah, they did a they did a really good job of exposing a lot of the problems with her too. And that's one of the reasons why I will kind of tip the cap to them is that they're fair. Like they, they, they want to pick on people, but they they're not really. Oh, they're not always shoving their agenda down their throat. They're like, they're screwing with everybody. But Trey Parker, one of the uh, co-creators there, says it's tricky now because satire has become the reality. It's really hard to make fun of. In the last season of South Park, which just ended a month and a half ago, we were really trying to make fun of what was going on, but we couldn't keep up. And what was actually happening was much funnier than anything we could come up with. We decided to kind of back off of it, let them do their comedy, and we'll do ours. So they're going to get away from this for a little while because they think, honestly, it's hard to even satire this. I'm a little surprised. I guess it's hard to plan for for them because they don't know what's going to happen. So if they're sitting here thinking about next season, like as writers, sitting around smoking dope, you know, getting ready to, to write next season, they probably like, well, should we keep playing Trump? And it's like, no, we can't because we would have to focus solely on Trump. We couldn't go back to other storylines, other characters. It would just be too overwhelming. Matt Stone says, people say to us all the time, you guys are getting all the good material. Like, we're happy about some of the stuff that's happening. He said, but I don't know if that's true. It doesn't feel that way. It feels like they're going to be more difficult. I'll tell you part of this, too, and why they're going to do this, and I think people would be shocked to hear me say this, but there are people, and I've been saying this since, like, the election season, there are people who are deep in the Donald Trump camp who are lying outwardly about it who are lying about the fact that they're not. It's that number of people is bigger than anybody wants to admit. And I think right now, entertainment-based programs, because of everybody having their voice and everybody being able to say what they want out loud and you can hear it, I think entertainment-based programs are going to realize, like, you know what? We're going to throw a lot of people out of the fold if we just constantly be bashing this as if he's... And you, you, I think you hit it on the head. It's because there's not both of them. And if there were both of them, then you can, you can even. There's balance. But what are you going to do? You gonna, are you going to rip Donald Trump for nine months and then not, like... Who, I mean, what are you going to do? Make fun of Bill Maher every 20 minutes or whatever to even not? You can't do it. And I think that that might be part of it. Yeah, I mean, I, and I, I, I think, you know... Politics and comedy have a weird relationship with each other, and politics and entertainment, I guess, because we've faced this dilemma on our show of like, well, where's the balance point? At what point do we stop talking about this because, all right, enough is enough? At what point are we neglecting our duty if we don't talk about this? I think every entertainment program, whether you're South Park, a radio show, even the news, you do, you have an interesting balancing act in front of you of like, where is this line and how do I, how do I, how do I ride it? Yeah, because there's been times, even if it's even if it's like, regardless what the topic is, sometimes it's like, no, no, dude, we're not going to do Trump here because we've already done that. There's too much going on with that right now or like whatever the case is. And it's just, well, which which way do you want to go? Because at one point you don't want to leave stuff on the table. I don't want to neglect talking about something. On the other hand, I do understand there's a, a an oversaturation when it comes to coverage, comedy, all these things about Trump. And sometimes it's like, dude, I just don't want to hear it anymore. I just don't. I just don't tell me about tell me about a, a dude that masturbated in the library Stansberry. Tell me about some dude yeah. that masturbated on a bus Stansberry. Tell me about some dude that masturbated in some weird place Stansberry. And and you just don't want to get hit over the head with that. So I understand where they're coming from. You go to TV shows as the outlet. You go to TV shows and movies and radio shows as the getaway from that. Yeah, I, I I like the world where where the comedian, the pundit, 
holds feet of the politician to the flame. Right. That's I, I, I grew up with that. I grew up with Carlin. I grew up with all those guys who Lewis Black was great at this. Um, I just like when we, when we hold it across both ends. I hate when it becomes one sided. Uh, I I think people got to realize that both sides are ultimately evil at the end of the day. If you want that much power, you're probably not great. Sure, but the thing I'm going to say about that, about it being like equal, is that when you're the party of power, power now it's got to be you. It does. It's going to be you because you're the one in charge. You're the, the one in charge. Right. You you're can't, responsible. Nobody's changing the system for you. You know. You're right about that. I um. I think this might be smart for them, though, man, because like I said, especially, where are they from? From Colorado, right? Like, now I'm sure Denver's probably pretty liberal, but I bet the outskirts of that aren't. I bet those mountain towns in Colorado, I bet that's Trump country. I don't know that, but I'm I'm just, and maybe those are my biases or the things that I've been kind of told about the country coming into that. But I bet that's part of it. I don't think that's the overwhelming thing, but I think it's definitely part of it of, guys, people lie and say they don't like this guy because they're sick of being attacked for liking him. And if we keep hitting this, we're going to lose audience. I think that might be part of it. And I also think that in the end, they won't be able to help themselves. They're going to say this. Oh, of course. They're going to say this, and then stuff's going to happen. I almost swore. There's stuff's going to happen, and then they're going to go, okay, well, we got to do that. Of course, and there's going to be moments of like, yes, it's undeniable we have to go with this, but if they make a concentrated effort not to rely on that, not to depend on that, not to make that their bread and butter, I think they'll be better served for it. Because a lot of their audience isn't politically engaged. Right, right. It's a lot easier just to, you know. I just want to watch cartoons, dude. You know what? I uh, I know how you're going to die. Me? Yeah. I know how you're going to die. And here's the thing. I'm not even going to tease you over the break. I, I, I'm not, I'm not even going to see Crest yet. I'm not going to be like, back in a minute, Phantom dies. I don't want to die. It. No, no, no. I know how you're going to die. Okay. A member of our audience is going to kill you and skin you alive. Why would you no, say uh, that no, Dude, I'm telling you. There's, a, there's this woman who loves you. Oh. Like, irrationally. Like, she loves you, and now it's just like your love of South Park has taken her over the edge, and she's like, it's been like the last three days, she has sent messages to like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Sansbury Show, we should tell you that more, yeah. uh, and, but so she is like, she has sent some messages about you over the last, apparently you are her favorite radio dude ever. Um, well, and now today she's like, oh my God, I loved him, and now I love him even more because he likes South Park, and I'm totally going to make a doll out of his hair and skin him alive. Stalkers are good for the self-esteem. They what are. Up, girl? They what are. Up, girl? So... If Fantone ends up dead, Jen did it. That's that's what I'll tell you. Canton PD, come see me. Lamar Sharp, I, I got though. I got the info. Speaking of which, we'll talk to Lamar Sharp nine o'clock in studio. Stick around, more Sansbury Show headed your way. Hang up. One zero six nine. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock one zero six nine online for you. WRQK.com. Miss yesterday's program. Podcast it right there. Also up there is a uh, well, a little photo gallery of some old. Stansbury uh, family photos. This all started, I didn't get the chicken box until I was 21. And so I was talking to my mom about Phantom's girlfriend had an allergic reaction, how bad her face looked. And my mom was like, Daniel, do you not remember how bad your face looked with the chicken box? It was terrible. And so she sent me that. A few other classics. There's an old Christmas card. God, that looks like, let me get, let me see there. How old do I look there? That's probably... 1982, maybe that is right there. I was gonna say it's from early 80s all over. That's it. 82, probably right there. It looks like the uh, looks like a picture from Stranger Things. Like it looks. It like really it does. does. It really does. And then honestly, she did send me this photo that I uh, that I love. Honestly, of Christmas morning of my dad and I. And uh, yeah, I like that one a lot. I like that one a lot. And his graduation photo give you a little frame of reference. We look a lot alike. 
the old man and I. Oh. I like the chicken pox one. I think that's my favorite. Of number, course. Number one, you look miserable. I was miserable. <laughs> I'm like look, pouting and miserable. You just look absolutely like you hate your life. I'll right, give you a little context on that photo. You want a little context? Of course. So I had been after this girl for like the longest time. Surprise. She danced a little bit. And so she had agreed to go out with me. And then that happened like two days after that. Wow. And so, yeah. And so, like, I couldn't. So I had to, like, blow off the date or whatever. And then I thought the whole thing was ruined. And I, uh, long story short, I had to go to Vegas to see some family stuff. And uh, I had no idea. But when I flew back home, she was waiting in the airport for me. And the, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. Where's she now? I have no idea. Oh, that buddy. Was, I feel like that's uh, the one that got away right there. That's uh, the one. Dude, she was like my Jennifer Aniston. Looked a lot like that. Fish off the hook right yeah. there. Stansbury, you got to throw yeah. that thing back out there. See if you can catch her. Why don't you? Are you Facebook friends with her? No. Come dude, on. I, honestly, I haven't talked to her. Come on. I have not talked to her. Oh, my God. She was so hot, though. I haven't talked to her. God, probably 10 years. She's back right now. Miserable. Just got divorced. Second time. She's, that was Young you know, Sound's finest. Well, that was Young Sound's Board, That was Boardman's finest. A little penguin country right there. She's probably miserable with her life, thinking about divorcing her second husband, you know, getting ready to file that paperwork. She's done it before. She knows what she has to do. She knows that she can afford an apartment I know, dude. Don't, don't tempt fate, because honestly, that's one of those chicks that, honestly, you know, some people just have your number, yeah. and they, they <laughs> and they just make you dumb. They just make you dumb. That chick makes me dumb, and I just, I don't want it. I don't want, I don't want it. I bet you her kids are are old enough at this point where you wouldn't have to like step in and be second dad. This would just be a perfect boom. Stansberry right up in it, dude. Right up in it. I think we're making it happen today. Dude, you are the effing worst. <laughs> it was like the first break out of the show. He dumps he dumps an illegitimate kid of mine on me. His mom's like convinced she found an illegitimate son of mine. And now you're trying to wife me up to a woman I haven't talked to in God's over ten years. Way over ten years. Possibilities are endless, Stansberry. <sighs> I don't like you, man. He's going to look her up on Facebook. During that commercial break, he's going to get real quiet. He's not going to say anything for a little while. (laughs) Dude, she's still pretty hot. To be truthful, I don't know what her last... I can't remember what her last name was. Well, I'm sure it's changed by now. Like I said, she's on her second husband. You just got to find her. So everybody's been uh, scratching their head trying to figure out what Lady Gaga is going to do during the half uh, during the halftime show for the Super Bowl, right? Hey, you mentioned prop bets on her yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, will she cover David Bowie? I right. think that that's a pretty good prop bet. She's a huge Bowie fan. I could see that happening. It's honestly a pretty likely scenario, it feels like to me. I mean, Rebel Rebel, something like that. I, I, right. I, 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 it totally fits what's going, kind of going on and her and that whole thing. I, right. I, I could totally see Rebel Rebel being part of her routine team there and but everybody's really like on the edge of their seat wondering is she going to make the this huge political statement because you know let's be honest i think we know who lady gaga is she's pretty out there on the left hand side of things outspoken yeah Yeah, pretty outspoken um and her fan base is compiled of all people but uh, she is one of those female artists like Cher and like madonna who kind of draws a huge homosexual male fan base stansbury and i both love her we do well, I do. Well, I do. Just kiss you, fruitcakes. And so, like, the whole thing is, is like, you know, is she going to use this as a platform to, like, spew her end of things? And so they had a uh, they had a little press conference on this the other day. Now, you know, these th- these things are very structured, these press conferences. And right. the, believe me, the NFL kind of got with her and said, don't go crazy on this. When they're asking you these questions, don't go crazy. This is our event. You're just Lady Gaga. We're the NFL. And make no mistake, that's how big the NFL is. Oh, yeah. Like, they dwarf Lady Gaga. It's not even close. So she had this to say. The only statements I will be making during the halftime show are the ones I've made throughout my career. 
I believe in the passion of inclusion. I believe in the spirit of equality. My performance will uphold those philosophies. That's pretty vague. That's pretty vague. Because her songs could just give you that message. Right. right. You know what I mean? So like, so that could be what she's going right. to do. Is just going, you know what? I'm a performer. Because I think maybe what's happening here a little bit is I think the media and Twitter and all this stuff want her to be... To, to kind of like interrupt the Super Bowl. And I think Lady Gaga's like, no, this is a huge event. It's not really about me. I'll just do my role and then go home. Of course everybody wants her to interrupt the Super Bowl. Of course. I mean, that's duty. Yes, we want a better story to talk about on Monday. Yes, we want her to go nuts. Um, I, uh, yes, I mean, obviously there's a million different ways to include those concepts of, of fairness and, and, and inclusiveness and, and those things. Um, and you're right. Her songs could say that. She could just be like, hey, I love everybody. Or I don't know. Maybe she goes on to like a you know a, a, a minute long you know diatribe against Donald Trump. Who knows? I think if she does anything, I think it'll be through the visual of the performance, the way Beyonce kind of did it, which is she was saying something without having to say it. Right. I, I think you may see that. Oh yeah, the Beyonce thing. Jesus, remember that? Oh yeah. Well, people people are special snowflakes, and if Beyonce's choice of clothing is going to, you know, it's a, hey, it's it's. I understand you need a safe space from Beyonce. That's what, I mean. Here's the thing. That's that. He's making good points, Republicans. I yeah. mean, if, if you're going you to go around calling space. everybody a pussy, then you can't be a pussy. You like need, that's the thing. You need a safe space. I get it. Now, I have long said I wish people would keep all this stuff out of this stuff, but that's not going to happen. That's not the no. world I live in. And the truth of the matter is, I'm going the other way on that now. Because I've been thinking about this all wrong. I host a morning show. Yeah, you do. I need madness. I don't care. I need madness. I need craziness. I need you guys foaming at the mouth at one another. As a matter of fact, I did this. I sent up a test balloon yesterday via my own Facebook page. Now, I won't do this via like the station's Facebook page or like the show's Facebook page because, well, those are brands. Right? Those are brands that are I'm trying to establish. The radio station, well-established brand. The Sansbury Show, that's a brand I'm trying to establish. So I kind of I, I will stay away from that kind of stuff like there. But on my own page, I said yesterday, and I was. I'm, this was me just totally trying to stir up the pot. I said, you know, everybody's all mad about, you know, uh, Donald Trump, you know, saying all this stuff about Arnold Schwarzenegger at the prayer breakfast. You know, Barack Obama addressed his beef with Kanye multiple times from behind a presidential podium, which he did. But it was very different, and obviously I'm smart enough to know what those differences are, but I was like, let's just make everybody yell at one another. I was like, what am I doing? I've been thinking about this all wrong. I host a morning show. I need opinions. I need things going on. I need madness. Let me get in here. Let me stir up the pot a little bit. Let me get you all screaming at one another. I was like, I'll be able to report back on all this, so we will get into that a little later in the program. Did you uh, did you see like any photos from that press conference with Lady Gaga yesterday? I did not. No, no, no. I didn't see it. She's foxy, dude. I know a lot of people think she's not, but... There, I think she's pretty good looking. Here's the thing about her. There, there is a little bit of... It depends which photo you see of her. Oh, for sure. She's a two-face. But even even when she's... <laughs> even, Dude, I've never heard that. Oh, yeah, yeah come on. Now, even when, she's, even when she's not looking her best, even when she looks like she needs like an aspirin to like take that fever down and maybe like a shower or something, there's still something about her that's very attractive to me. I understand she's not like the most traditionally beautiful woman no. on the face of the planet, but and maybe it's just like, oh my god, the filthiest sex you could ever possibly she's, have. She's very Drew Barrymore like that, where if you see one photo of Drew Barrymore, she's the hottest chick you've ever seen, and then another one, you're like, oh god, I wouldn't even, dude, I wouldn't even buy you a drink. There's a little bit of that with Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, get it.
Yeah. Oh, for sure. Get it. Out of pure talent alone, I'd be like, just sing. Just I, I just or I just I would be enthralled by her by by her career, and I, I yeah, I would. She could totally get it just out of me wanting to get to know her better. Did you ever watch that American Horror Story with her? No, that show sucks. I mean, did, usually it does. I feel like that season was pretty was good. It? Felt like that season was pretty good. Okay, well, I'll trust you. I'll kind of go back and watch that. But if I'm being honest, I, I think that show is one of those shows that people like to say that they like, and I think people go, "No, it's so good," because truth, truthfully, you don't understand it, and you don't want your neighbor to to know that you don't understand it. That show's weird for the sake of being weird. I, I just, I, I've never been a. I, I like the first season. Outside of that, I feel like that show's kind of up its own a. But if you tell me the Gaga season's all right, I'll pretty watch good. It. it was the one in the all hotel. Right. Okay, I'll watch it. Eight o'clock, we'll send you to see Alice Cooper. Nine o'clock, you're off to L.A. for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. More Sansbury Show next. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. I uh, see some old family photos there of me. And uh, this whole this whole thing started with like a chicken pox photo of me at 21. And I don't know why it turned into like old family photos, but my mom said a bunch. And I've seen this photo of me with the chicken pox so many times that I'm kind of like numb to it but when people see it for the first time they're like jesus that looks bad like apparently when you get them as a kid it's not this bad apparently i had them pretty bad so you can see that at wrkk.com we'll talk to officer lamar sharp nine o'clock and before we do that is when we'll send you out to los angeles for the iheart radio music awards should make mention today however is uh, the anniversary of the day the music died february 3rd 1959 rock and roll musicians buddy holland richie valens jp the big bopper richardson Killed in a plane crash near Clear Lake, Iowa. Uh, the pilot obviously lost his life as well, Roger Peterson. And uh, the event later became known as The Day the Music Died. And then Don McLean wrote the song American Pie in 1971, solely based around that event. Um, who? This is a weird game to play. Might even be a little disrespectful. And if you find it that way, I apologize. But who would Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and Big Bopper on the plane today be if it went down to be this big? The day the music died, 2017. How do we do that? Gaga? I mean, she's playing Super Bowl this year. That I mean, that usually means you're pretty big. I mean, off the top of my head, with no thought. Gaga? Luke Bryan? Who else? I'm putting I'm putting I'm putting this through the pop music filter because these are essentially pop music artists. So I'm I'm, I'm going to try to stick with that. I think Kanye West has to be a oh, part of the equation. What a great pick! Um, do I want to see? Well, it's either Kanye West or Drake in there, so that's one of them. I think Kanye. Um, as far as the chick goes, would I say Taylor Swift? <sighs> Taylor Swift. Oh, I forgot about Taylor. Who else am I putting on that plane? This isn't who we want to see no, the music no, die. No, I'm no, saying, no. what would be this headline, the equivalent of that headline today? What three artists are the equivalent of that? Because that was a big thing. I mean, dude, those were huge artists. Oh. These weren't like outliers. These yeah. were huge I mean, artists. We're talking about Buddy Holly and Richie Valen here. Right. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's as big now, as you some get back of their, you know, uh, popularity is built into their depth the way all celebrity is. Kurt Cobain and Tupac, you can say the exact same thing. Absolutely. So, so it's absolutely it, it, it's, it's a part of the mystique. Um, who am I going to put as my as my as my as my third option? I guess Lady Gaga, but that doesn't feel right to me because she's pretty big. But I think we're both saying that because Super Bowl, right? Because it's here. We're, we're, we're it's the weekend of. 
I mean, she is a pretty big deal, though. Like, you don't get that. I mean, Beyonce? Beyonce. I was going to say Beyonce. Maybe Timberlake. Ooh. There's a good one there. For sticking with pop music. See, but that, see, I'm throwing Luke in there, man, because he's a huge artist, and people tell me that that country music isn't country music, it's pop music. That's why I'm making the argument for him. You know what I mean? I'm making the argument for him. Pretty big deal, that guy. Speaking of country music on the day that the music died, do you know who was in the touring band of Buddy Holly at that point? Not uh, on the plane, but in the touring band I don't on the know. bus. Waylon Jennings. Shut up, really? No, not on the plane, obviously, but touring with Buddy Holly at that time. I did not know that. That's according to Wikipedia. I mean, maybe not the most reliable thing, but it, it's right there. Uh, now, people are obviously sending me their list now via yeah. Twitter, and and Casey has sent in Eminem. And, I, and I'm going to say no, because I think he's not currently, like, I mean, I, oh, I did put an album out last year, right? Yeah, it would have to be somebody that's, like, currently. Kind of dominating right now. Eminem doesn't feel, it kind of does feel, like, and I don't know if this is true, feels to me like Eminem's best days as an artist We've seen it. Where these guys, I think, all died in the height of what they were. And so I'm trying to figure out who that... That's why I would say Timberlake, no. That's why I like Luke Bryan as the argument. He's at the height. He's at the... I mean, he's at the, the height of who he is. If we're looking at artists who made the most money last year... Okay, this is probably a good way. Well, Garth is number one. Uh, well, the Stones are number one, Garth's number two, but we're talking pop. Rihanna? Yeah, now you're bringing tours. Rihanna? Madonna, Adele. Dude, Those Rihanna's are the biggest not a big pop deal. Artists. Those are the pop artists, the biggest just, pop artists of last year. I was told by uh, by somebody in this building two years ago that Rihanna was over and people don't care about her anymore. He knows way more than the internet. Taylor Swift. I'm obviously busting his balls. Taylor Swift, Adele, Kanye West, my final answer. Adele. I'm, dude, I'm saying Luke Bryan's got to be in it. Kick the dust up, all right? I'm Adele, Luke Bryan. Big, huge star right now. Press on the, on the height of what they're doing. Stansberry? No, 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 no. I, uh, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't even, I, uh, no, I don't even come close. Kick the dust up. Um, guys, how sad is it that we're not picking anybody who plugs a guitar into an amplifier and play it? I mean, does that not tell you how bad music is right now? How bad rock music is at least right now? All right, Luke Bryan, Adele, and I, uh, yeah, I gotta pick, uh, yeah, Taylor Swift. It's got to be T Swift. Has to. The dust Those up. are the three right there. There it is. The day the music died, 2017. The day after the Super Bowl is as big for a huge population in this country as the Super Bowl itself. I'll tell you why that is next on the Stansberry Show. Back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 1069. You guys know that I am a member of the CSC Federal Credit Union here in Sark County. You can be too. Hit them up at CSCFCU.com. If you're carrying around a bunch of credit card debt the way I was, what you should do right now is actually do a little balance transfer and get that put on a CSE Visa card. You're going to end up with a much lower APR, and they're offering you a fantastic rate right now for balance transfers. Find out more info at cscfcu.com slash balance transfer. And just, you know, peruse the website there and, you know, get, uh, you know, get acclimated with all, the, uh, with all the very convenient services CSE offers you. And again, 100% local. That has no plan to change anytime soon. 
CSCFCU.com. So the Super Bowl on Sunday, and I heard this yesterday, and then I did a little research into it, and it turns out it's absolutely correct. I heard Dan Marino say this yesterday. And Dan Marino, um, for those of you that don't know, was a phenomenal quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, they, I, I believe he's widely regarded as the Charles Barkley of the NFL, which is like the best player to never win a championship. Um, yeah, it sucks Dan Marino never won. Right, I mean, it just does, it feels like a little incomplete the, uh, on his career. Yeah, I just don't know if I necessarily am going to call Charles Barkley the best NBA player to never win, but that's only because I'm kind of pissed at Charles Barkley right now. He gets referred to that way. I'm not making the argument. He just, he is referred to that way. And so Dan Marino's that guy, right? And, but Dan Marino's also, and I hope I have this right, I I think it's the Nutra systems that he does, right? And he's been with them like a long time, like a decade. Correct. And so they were interviewing him on TV yesterday, and, you know, they were talking to him about that, and he said this, and it makes all the sense in the world if you think about it. The day after the Super Bowl is the number one diet start day for guys. Like everybody thinks New Year's Day is like when everybody starts their diet, and I, maybe for he said maybe for women that might be true, but guys like fold football into their diet plans because what's happening right around New Year's playoffs, and guys know come Saturday Sundays during playoffs what do I want to do? I want nachos, I want burritos, I want pizza, I want wings. Give me the beer, need it. And he's so right. And so apparently Monday is the number one diet start day for men. I never thought about that, but of course it makes all the sense in the world. Because I do that all the time. Like, I'll eat well all week, and then Sunday will come, and I'm like, well, it's football, though, so let me go to Giant Eagle, spend 100 bucks on food, and then, you know, come here, I'll make it all, eat it all by my damn self. I think a lot of people are over the concept of a New Year's resolution that feels a bit cliched, that feels a bit unrealistic. So, uh, uh, but, 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 now I'm going to say uh, those are the same people who feel like you have to start a diet on a Monday. Well, it's got to be on a Monday. It's got to be on a Monday. If you're going to start, start. You, well, right. You're putting, you're putting these, 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 uh, you know, terms and conditions on you making a healthy decision for yourself. So I, I, I think there is a little bit of like, eh, I'm not going to do a New Year's resolution. Those never last. Um, and it really is the last of the binge eating I can think of. Because For the like, year, really, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously Halloween's kind of the jump off point. You're eating your kids' candy, Thanksgiving right around the corner, Christmas, you're just shoving Christmas cookies down your gullet eating ham. Valentine's Day. Eh, what are you doing on Valentine's Day? Going out to eat? I mean, like. Cookies, cupcakes, eh, chocolate laying around the house. If you, I mean, if your, wife's, if your wife's the kind of person who's making. Chocolate's val- not really my thing. Candy's really not my thing. I like savory food versus, like, sweets. But as far as, like, the binge out goes, as far as, like, the, I'm eating on this day as, like, a celebration, as, like, a part of yeah, the. Yeah, Valentine's Day is not considered to be one of those. Yeah, it's not an eating holiday. Okay, and yeah, really, right after the Super Bowl, and I mean, uh, I don't want to say it's a holiday, but I mean, it's. It's, it's a it's holiday an, in it's America. A, it's an eating event at the very least. I mean, it's not like you gorge for Easter. Yeah, you're going to go over to Grandma's house. You're probably going to yeah, have a little ham. Give me some mashed potatoes. Yeah, right, and you're going to do that, but it's not like you're going to gorge for it. Um, there's no, I mean, obviously barbecues and stuff, but like food is really November through March. And this is kind of the last, like, hey, you can be a it glutton. It can be more than that if you try. You can be a glutton. You can just sit there and just and just shovel chicken wings and beer down your throat and, 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 and enjoy yourself. And summer bod's coming up soon, right? Oh, don't, don't remind me. I can't do it. Yeah. I, can't, I, can't. I mean, summer summer bod is coming up soon. So dudes, dudes are going to have to start doing push-ups or something. Where, uh, yeah, something, something, I, and so I was starting to think about this. He's right. Like, I, like there will be. I will wake up Monday, and Dan Marino said he's like the number one diet start day for men is the Monday after the Super Bowl. I will wake up Monday, and I will be filled to the brim with salt 
and you'll know you'll just feel pudgy and overweight. You'll like get winded walking, and it'll just, yeah, it's the like, tightness uh, in your stomach when and you just the know chest you did it. Oh. Where it's like it's like Jesus, did a nacho go down sideways in there? What the hell? Why does this hurt so hard? And so I will kind of think about this come Monday. And so here's how my sick addict mind works with the food. We were talking about this yesterday. Like, I don't know where I'm going to watch this game yet. Right. Like, I can't figure it out. Right. And I don't want to just sit on my couch. I feel like there's something I kind of want to be in. I want other people around. Not quite as lonely as masturbating on Christmas, but watching the Super Bowl alone. It's close. A little bit lonely. A little it's bit close. lonely there. So obviously, uh, we're thinking about a public place to maybe go do this. A couple of friends. Don't masturbate there. Don't. I mean, every place has got a bathroom. I guess. But... So the food then is going to be part of my decision making. Where do we go? What do I want? Right. Do I want pizza? Do I want wings? Do I want nachos? Do I want now nachos? You can probably get most places. Right. You know, what, 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 is it burritos? What do I want? And like honestly, like this will be like everybody. Like you'll do a bracket system in March. Come Duke and Kansas and all that. I don't care. I got a bracket system going for Super Bowl entrees, and I need to figure out which one it is. Um, if I'm going to throw you a recommendation, I think, I think TD's is the place to go. I really do. Close to your house, easy Uber ride. Um, a, a ton of good food, a ton of televisions as well. You know, sometimes you'll go somewhere and it's like, eh, I really don't. You don't have a great shot of the TV. That's not the case of TDs. I would, I would, I would pick there. They actually, and they're one of the few places I've seen it too. Is they have a beer on tap right now that I love there out of uh, upstate New York. It's there called um, it's Blue Point Brewery, Blue Point Brewing, and it's called their Toasted Lager, and it's one of the best beers I've had recently. Like one of the newer best beers I've had. I really enjoy that beer. Compared to a Miller Light for me. Oh, a little hoppy. I mean, dude, yeah. Taste dimensions there. I mean, it's a little lager, so, you know, there's going to be a little bit more flavor. It's toasted, so it's got an amber color. It's going to finish a little differently. I'm just using words I've heard other people use. I'm going to stick with Bud Light then. Maybe I'll have a Coors Light tonight. I don't know. Um, It's a toasted lager. All right, so we're throwing the hypothetical out there. You go to TD's, you gorge yourself. Buffalo wings, tacos are so good there. They got all those fried appetizers at TD's. They're all delicious. I read a review in the Canton Repository. It's all good stuff there. Uh, Monday morning comes around. Stansbury shutting it down. Where are you at right now? No, on your I, I mean, haven't I proven that I can't do it? I mean, I've proven that I can't do it. Over the past three years, yes, there's been some evidence of that, but that doesn't mean I think you should quit. I think a healthier lifestyle and a healthier Stansbury is a good idea. And like we said, dude, you just let me die happy. <laughs> there's no reason. Hey, what's the matter with your you? Diet has Why are you always shooting holes in my boat, dude? There's no reason your diet has to start on Monday. There's no reason that, you know, you, you have to go full throttle diet. I just think, you know, this is the gorge. Stansbury, he's going to he's gonna throw the, the feeding trough. He's going to get into the feeding trough and stick his, his muzzle in there and just go to town on it. I think maybe Monday. Try to shut the thing down. Dude, you wolfed down two donuts in an in, in incredible amount of time. Shh, dude. Two of them. Dude, we're in this together. I'm, dude, I, I, you need a dictionary, man. I'm halfway through my first one. I look over. Stansbury, second one, already gone. I'm I being asked, why not just go to B-dubs? Here's the thing. B-dubs would be a great place to watch it, but I'll be honest with you. You know one of the reasons? That's where everybody's going to think yeah. about going. It's going to be a little... I might not be able to get in, but you know what I mean? I don't know when to go, when to set up. B-dubs all the way up in Belden, too, for the drive for you. And I will say this. I did have lunch at B-dubs the other day, and they do have like this new... Uh, it's bourbon honey mustard wing sauce that's delicious. But again, if I was going to go to a wing place... I like local. So if I was going to go to a wing place to watch the game, like sports bar like that... I like TDs. I like that option. But it might have to be roosters if I if the, if the wing if wings was what I like if that's what I 
definitively decide on, it's either going to be Roosters or Harmons because they I, they both have wings that I love. Do you have a definitive Super Bowl food? I mean, like everyone has that food that's Christmas associated, that food that's Thanksgiving associated. Is there something where you're like, that's the 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 Super Bowl? I gotta have that. I think it's chicken wings for me. I admit, I feel like that's what you should be eating. Wings and nachos feel like standard. I'm being told that if I want to lose the weight, that I should dedicate myself to walking the golf courses. Ben, that's a great idea. It's one of the reasons I came to the game was to start walking it and to, to start getting the exercise that way. Here's the thing. It's a really slow way to play. It's a much harder way to play. People don't understand that. It really is. Your legs just get weak, and then you don't you, you can't make the transition, and I'm getting way too inside golf now. But it was part of the goal, but I wanted to wait until I started playing better that way because it's a slow way to play, and the last thing you want to do is then walk on top of being a slow player. See what I'm saying? I wanted to advance the game a little bit, and that. but I, uh, but I have ordered off of eBay a walking cart because I broke my last one out of frustration. I have ordered another one of those, and that is walking the golf course is part of my plan this summer to help lose the weight. I don't mind walking. I like I will fans will tell you I'll walk to Rite Aid from my apartment every day versus take my car. I don't really like to drive. I would rather walk places. The uh, the Stansbury Fitness Plan. I like it. Just gorge yeah. yourself yeah. until golf season, yeah. and yeah. then yeah. if you yeah. walk for 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 nine holes, it's all the weight's just all gonna fall off. It's the Stansbury Healthcare Plan. See, I like you're it. a slacker. It's eighteen holes. Oh, slacker. Alice Cooper tickets up for grabs next on the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online, WRQK.com. Let's prove what's up there. There's a, there's a photo gallery of some old photos of me and my family, and it all started with this chicken pox photo, which is honestly, it's alarming when you see that picture. It's, it's bad. It's bad. Like, Phantom almost fell out of his chair when I showed it to him. Let's see what else is up here. <laughs> so nipple piercings all the rage, right? People love it. People love, you know, all, you know, body mods and that kind of thing. We have a video of an idiot who let his friend pierce his nipple with a handheld BB gun. That's online for you. Take a look at that. Terrible decision. Yeah, it's not smart. I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't suggest you doing it. But that is available for uh, for your viewing pleasure. WRQK.com in the Stansbury Show section. So one of the stories you're going to hear us do on Monday, I already know, or maybe, you know what, the, the info may not come out maybe until Monday night, maybe it'll be Tuesday, but one of the stories next week for sure will be, here's the dip in porn activity during the Super Bowl, right? That's going to be one of the stories. It'll be like, Netflix took a dip and so did Pornhub and oh my God, look, the Super Bowl is the most powerful thing in the world. And we all know that and we uh, it'll obviously be part of the conversation next week. Yeah, I mean, if you're just sitting around furiously masturbating during the Super Bowl, I don't know, you probably need to reevaluate a little bit there, right? What is it with you and furiously oh, dude, masturbating? Yeah, because when you're, dude, if you're, if you're so hung up on masturbation that you can't take a four-hour break for the Super Bowl, I'm assuming you're pretty pissed about everything. I'm assuming you're doing it hard, you know? It's not a, it's not it's Is not just right? like it's not just like a leisurely masturbation. It's uh it's 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 full throttle. So Pornhub, they're not I mean they're a cut above the rest of these like tube sites for porn, right? Like don't they feel like the Walmart the, of, porn, yeah, of, like, of streaming sites? They're the brand, Probably, right? Probably, yeah. And, and and they just seem to be a cut above. Um, I think it's because they've kind of embraced um, their reputation, kind of embraced who they were. Um, I remember Coolio did like a Pornhub right. rap music video, and there's like merchandise you can buy, and there's all sorts of like... I mean, they're launching they, a record label with Coolio. They, they treat it more like a brand than they do just like, hey, it's a porn site. They were raising... Remember that we, we did this story with Pornhub where they were trying to raise 
what was it, a couple million dollars because they wanted to make porn in space. They wanted to oh, set yeah. porn actors oh, yeah. up there in oh, space. Yeah. So porn up kind of on the cutting edge of you know the online porn world. It's like they are. They're the brand of it. And now Pornhub is launching a secondary website. Okay. And it involves sexuality, obviously. They're going to stay in their ballpark, but they're going to step out of their, their actual zone here. Good. I was like, dude, I don't want recipes from Pornhub. I don't want like, hey, here's life advice here's how you or anything would, like that. Here's how you bring food into sex and all yeah, that. Yeah, no. Okay. It's sex stuff. So right. they're going to release the Pornhub Sexual Wellness Center. Wow. Their goal will be then to educate their viewers on a wide array of sexual topics and they've actually enlisted the help of Dr. Lori Batito, a clinical psychologist and sex therapist. And uh, we have their mission video. We will get that linked for you, WRQK.com, shortly. But they're going to offer, via this new website that Pornhub's putting out, a slew of free online services. And so they'll give you some tips on how to help your reproductive health, how to spice up your relationship will obviously be part of that, which that will primarily be check out these videos at our sister site to help you with that. What I would imagine is because, well, that's just smart business. One of your arms of your business helping the other arm of your business. That's just smart business. So they will do that. And they are also going to keep you up to date on all the information on STDs. Now, I kind of like this because we also did a story about six months ago where we were finding out that young men in college were, were preferring to watch online porn versus actually having sex with somebody else. Now, I think that that was probably a small pocket of that college, that particular campus, that particular study. I don't think that's like sweeping the nation or whatever. But I will say that I think online pornography, and I could be way wrong about this, this is just my opinion. I think online pornography shows you casual sex in a manner where you can get a little complacent to it and people could get a little lazy with using of the condoms and, you know, uh, you know, uh, the other devices we have to guard yourself against STDs. Right, right. And I mean, and I- so if people are going to use porn up as where you go, well, that's how a chick likes to have sex with. Then I like them then being on the other side of here's all the other stuff you got to think about too. remaining, you know, somewhat balanced on sexuality there. And I guess, you know, hats off to Pornhub for making that happen you know it's like any other avenue of entertainment because at the end of the day whether it's sexual or otherwise that's what porn essentially is is entertainment i mean it is it's 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 watching a movie and there is a level of you as the consumer need to be responsible to know that just because they did that in a movie porno action or otherwise doesn't necessarily make that appropriate behavior for real life right now i know that's idealistic that i'm saying that that everyone will have that mindset of like hey i know that this is fantasy versus this is reality so i mean if if, if, if Pornhub takes it upon itself to kind of clarify that and at least give counterbalance to, it's not always going to be indulging in your sexual fantasies. It's going to be these other things, too. It hats off to Pornhub for making that. Yeah, I, I really think this is good. I think um, I think people need this. I think people kind of forget, especially because if you're just watching porn, 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 like you think that's what sex is, and that's not what sex is. It's not. I know. I know it's not what sex is. What I'm saying, though, is that I could make that argument about like video games. If you're just playing video games, video games, video games, but I feel like we've all kind of stepped away from that with movies and video games and other forms of culture. Some reason or another, pornography stays like, hey, this is going to corrupt your views. And if uh, where if, if, if I made that argument with video games, video games can cause Columbine, you'd all look at me like, well, no. Well, uh, no. I think my position on that has changed the older I've gotten. Does it cause Columbine? No, but you could not deny the fact that it's that it's it's a contributing factor. 
It's a contributing factor, for sure it is. When you get desensitized to violence like that, it is absolutely a contributing factor. Now, the overall factor for a situation like Columbine, in my estimation, and I want to make that clear, in my estimation is that the hardwiring in the human being itself is wrong. Is wrong. I don't think a video game will turn you into something that you weren't. Okay, much like I don't think porn would turn a non-rapist into a rapist. Okay, but if we're going to sit here and suggest that people who are hardwired wrong, who get access to pornography too early, that doesn't help it put the foot on the accelerator of that. That would just be a bold-faced lie. Um, I mean, but I feel like if we're gonna, I mean, there's science that says if, it. if we're gonna if we're gonna make that argument, I feel like then we're really getting ourselves into a dicey territory. Is because then are, do we have an obligation to reduce the violence that we consume as a people? Do we have an obligation? To Some say yes. Well, I mean, and uh, do I feel like an obligation? No, but should we be should we be evaluating how much online pornography we as a nation take in? Yes. I mean, I'm saying all, I, we're violence. better served. I, I mean, violence. I mean, we're, dude, we're, we're dealing with what is being called an epidemic of violence. I mean, well, then should we reduce the amount of violence we can? I uh, ultimately should there be a mandate. No, but should we all take a, like into account what we're what we're consuming? Yeah, I think it could be beneficial. Are we going to? No, but I think it could be beneficial and to the betterment of all people around us if we were less desensitized to violence and sexuality. And I do, I just know if you're exposed to porn too early in life, it screws you up. It just screws you up. I, I don't, I mean, it's like watch all them serial killer shows, how to catch a serial, all that stuff. It always goes back to there was sexual inappropriateness when they were a kid and they were exposed to stuff that they shouldn't have been. It's all those guys, it can't just be a coincidence. There's science into this now. Being exposed to porn too early screws you up. It does, kind of. So I like Pornhub realizing that, you know what, we're the Walmart of this. And so this is, because th- what this really is, is it's preemptive. This is them saying, but no, 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 look, we're good. We're good. We do this too. And it's just smart business. I'll go back to it again. And I'm, I'm hitting on this for a reason. One arm of the business helping the other arm of the business is smart business. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show and those Alice Cooper tickets next. Hang on. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9 where you are going to get Alice Cooper tickets just a few minutes from right now. Edgar Winter, Deep Purple, also part of that bill, September 9th, out at Blossom. And 1-800-243-7625, the phone number you'll need for those just mere minutes away on I, uh, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what the Alice Cooper stage show looks like. I don't know when the last time I saw him do something like, oh my God, can you believe that? So uh, it'll, be, uh, it'll be an interesting evening to say the least. I love him, man. I can't wait to... Uh I can't wait to see that show. I love Alice Cooper, obviously, being a big Kiss fan. That's kind of where that whole thing started was Alice. That's where, honestly, it's where most cool things in rock music started. Dude, hey, here's another one. Like, I always give him credit for Kiss. Guys, I, I'll tell you what. Without Alice Cooper, you can kiss Rob Zombie goodbye. You, oh, you Rob kiss Zombie? Rob, you can kiss Rob Zombie goodbye. Uh, the pride of Canton, Ohio, Marilyn, Marilyn Manson. Manson. Oh, God, I didn't even think about that. Even all these, uh, even all these, you know, uh, Slipknot, Mushroom Head, all, all those bands, Ghost nowadays. Those dudes. Which, by the way, can we stop pretending Ghost is good? Can we stop pretending Ghost is good? It's honestly, it's goth for like for college chicks. Like that's not goth. It's like mediocre at best, and it's Ghost. not even good, right? It's, it's like, like mediocre at best. It'd be one thing if they were good, but they're not very good. And I love him, by the way. That's the guy from the Deftones, and I love the Deftones. I'll take the Deftones all day long. Love that band. They're great. Wildly underrated. The Deftones are. 
Honestly, the Deftones and maybe Incubus are the best bands ever to put a DJ into their band and use them properly. This is what I'll say about the Deftones. Probably the best band to use their DJ appropriately. Such a good band. Speaking of which, I was talking about this earlier, about how I was just going to start using my personal Facebook page, not the shows, which, by the way, Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show. But my personal page, I'm going to just start using it just to stir pots. I'm like, I'm just going to have fun with it now. Like, I'm, I'm so mad at everybody. I hate everybody's takes. I just okay. hate everyone. So now right. I'm, just, I'm just stirring pots, right? I said that this morning, so I've done it again. And I, I was like, you guys are all yelling at each other about, uh, you know, about politics or about the Super Bowl. So I'm going to start another argument right now that's sure to piss people off. And I'm going to have an unpopular opinion on it. I'm going, to have, I'm going to have an unpopular take on it. But I believe I'm right. And that is, and this is going to be hard to do because this radio station doesn't play either artist. But I have said very publicly, given the digital platform, that Fear Factory, we have Fear Factory? We have Fear Factory covering cars, which is a really good cover. Yeah, it's a great cover. I have said that Fear Factory better than Pantera. That's a hot take. Because Pantera's like that band. You can't talk trash about Pantera. People just, they get irrational about it. And my point is, and people are hitting me up, it's like, are you, have you lost your mind? It's different genres. You can't do that. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Are Fear Factory and Pantera really I, I mean, if you really want to get down to one's thrash metal and the other one's like electronic metal and one's kind of like, you know, it's all dumb. Here's like, what it is. It was all heavy music made in the early 90s. Congratulations, you're all the same damn thing. Right. I mean, it's metal. It's 90s metal. Come on. You different genres. If I could roll my eyes any harder at that. Come on. My point was is that I'll, I'll laugh in the face of the different genre thing because here's the truth of it. Pantera's overrated. Like, they're good. And see, what sucks now about now is that I just said Pantera's overrated, and what people heard me say is, Pantera sucks. That's not what I'm saying. Pantera was awesome. Vulgar display of power, awesome. Okay, they were amazing, Pantera. But they are a little overrated in the sense that the way people talk about Pantera as if they were the only good band from that era. And I find that to be kind of annoying. I've actually heard people say that statement. Well, you know, that kind of like right then and there, Pantera was really all we had. And it's like... Bro, what about Cold Chamber? What about Fear Factory? What about all these great bands? Now, they didn't stand the test of time. That's what I was going to say. They didn't stand... But see, but but Fear Factory did. Like, let me look at this. I'm going to pull up iHeartRadio, the app on my phone, and I bet Fear Factory's put something else out even more recently than I remember. I mean, I saw Fear Factory probably four years ago. Phenomenal live. And oh, they're so good. Well, they look like they're 100 years old because they pretty much are. Yeah, they put and out a great you, album in 2015. And when you've been playing the same songs for the past, you know, 50 years, yeah, you know, you should probably be able pretty good at it. Um, I, I don't think Fear Factory has the same resume Pantera has on, on, on really a, a success level. So That's almost why I like them better. Well, I mean, if you're going on that. But when it comes to, at the end of the day, who the bigger band is, certainly Pantera. Yeah, I know, but that's kind of my argument, is that I'm not sure Pantera should be the bigger of the two bands. And if we're being honest, a little bit of their history and dynasty is built on the fact of how Dimebag died. A little bit of it is. It's Nirvana, a little bit. Tupac, a, yes, up. absolutely. A little bit of it is revisionist history. Dude, Nirvana was nowhere near the best band in that era. Nowhere near. They weren't even close. 
They weren't even close as far as like musicianship and best songwriting and hooks and all that stuff. Nirvana's not even in the ballpark of the best band from that era. Most influential, those are different things. Fear Factory is a better, dude, my, for my money, that's a better product than Pantera. People are furious with me over that. They're mad. But I'm sticking by it, man. I think just, you know what it is? It's that, all right, admittingly, are they better? I don't know. But they don't get any credit whatsoever. And Pantera gets talked about like they're the Mount Rushmore of rock. And honestly, Dimebag Daryl gets talked about like he's a visionary guitar player. This is going to really make people mad. This will really, if you're a Pantera fan, you might want to turn off the radio. This is going to make you really mad. You know who Dimebag Daryl is? He's Ace Freely. That's who Dimebag Daryl is. By the way, while you're getting mad at me, you know who Dimebag Daryl's hero was? It was Ace Freely. It was Ace Freely. That's who his hero was. So before you get pissed and start telling me how Kiss sucks, your hero, his hero was my hero. So there you go. Okay? So there you go. So settle down with the tweets. Settle down. Don't at me. But Dimebag Daryl is Ace Freely. There was no visionary playing happening. He just was a cool player. Made dudes. Uh, he made other guys want to play. Now there is, there's worth in that. And that's why I've always kind of said, dude, you kind of got to give Ace his due. Like, all those guys in all those bands, they idolized Ace, so you got to give him his due. But he's just an average player. Now, I think ultimately, if you gave both, if you gave Ace Freely and Dimebag Daryl both an acoustic guitar, and I think that's how you can tell who can play and who can't, I think Dimebag's probably a better player. I think he's probably a little bit of a better player, so I'll give you that. But to pretend that Dimebag Daryl was visionary while using the guitar, I think is a little out of bounds. A little. But see, today, if you say stuff like that, people just assume I'm burying Dimebag Daryl. That's not what's happening. I love Pantera. I remember when the Confederate flag was all the thing, and I said, do I have to go home and throw out my Pantera shirts? Because I don't want to. I like Pantera, but they get talked about like they were the only thing from that era, and it just kind of upsets me. So I was like, you know what? Everybody's Trump. Everybody's, you know, Tom Brady. Everybody's all this stuff. I was like, I'm stirring pots. Let's go. Let's start arguing. Fist flying. Don't at me. Don't put your stupid comments on my Facebook when I'm stirring the pot. Well, dude, if you tell them not to do it, they're going to do it. <laughs> Cemetery Gates is a place. Dude, good Cemetery song. Gates was great. Five Minutes Alone was great. Walk was great. They were all great. Pantera was great. Pantera was damn good. But I'll t- for my money, I'll take Fear Factory. That's all. If you don't know what the hell it is we're talking about, download iHeartRadio. All that stuff lives there. And Officer Lamar Sharp, I'm being told, is in our lobby. Nice. Canton police officer there. Nice enough to uh, spend Friday morning with us. And he'll spend it with you in the 9 o'clock hour. Now, we do have those Alice Cooper tickets as we're talking about influential bands and things like that. And no, I don't, the very few people have influenced more acts than Alice Cooper. So let's send you to, uh, let's send you to see Alice. Caller 20. At 1-800-243-7625, we'll send you to that. And be right back with Lamar Sharp next on Rock 106.9. To the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. Uh, this is a segment you're not going to miss. We love doing this. We love it. We've, uh, we've done it a couple of times, but it's been a little while. And uh, we're joined in studio by Canton Police Officer Lamar Sharp. 
Buddy, you are a fan favorite for sure. People love you, and I think that that's fantastic. Before we get into anything, though, um, just I know Fantone during the break was trying to hit you up for the key to the evidence locker. Just right. whatever you do, whatever you do, Don't give it to him. whatever you do, that goes that that that, that goes to name to show host is where the evidence locker goes. We both want it, and I deserve it. So, oh Officer goodness. Lamar Sharp, thank you so much for joining us. I like you a lot, man, because I Fantone's the one that got me aware to you, and he said to me. And this My was man. totally true. And he said to me, he goes, dude, you better book this guy on your show before Ellen does. Like, you better, you better get to him before Ellen does. And he's right about that. And I like you, man, because you believe in something that I believe is missing in the world. Mm-hmm. And that is community policing. Right. I think, and I understand it because the world's gotten bigger. Right. But and I don't know if I'm right about this, but the perception is cops just get in the car. They roll into bad neighborhoods, lock everybody up and roll. You know what I mean? They roll hard. They, they want to arrest you. Right. They, they, they can't wait to arrest you. And I think a little bit of what's been missing and maybe this wasn't always true. Maybe just, you know, TV shows did a good job of selling us that this was the way the world was. But the cop twirled the stick, yeah. walking the beat, saying hi yeah. to people on the porch steps. But there I think there is a benefit to guys like you who go into the community and and the, you show a face that's not cuff them and stuff them. Right. And you do this with children, which is way important because this is going to change the mentality in neighborhoods of police officers. And that's where it starts, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think, like, you know, I, and just to talk about my unit, we, I work in a community, community policing unit. Okay. And uh, it's led by uh, Lieutenant Gabbard and... Um, Sergeant Garen, I'm gonna tell you this. We, man, it's amazing. I know you've been out with like part of the p- trash pickup in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun day. It was a good day. And and you know, one of the things that kind of bothers me is people. I, I appreciate it, but at the same time, it kind of it kind of bothers me to say, I wish there was more officers like you. And there's a ton of officers. Like people don't know that. People don't know. That. They just assume that there's they just not. Don't assume, yeah, exactly. So because if it bleeds, it leads, and that's what the media does. Right. And 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 that's just what they're going to yeah. do. And that's and people always and I hate when people just go media. Right, media, right, right, because the right. media, you know what the media is? A business. And what does a business want? They want to make money. Exactly. And so they're going to do what's going to make them money. And so what that means is, is they're giving you the headlines you want. They're giving you the headlines you read. This isn't the media's fault. This right. is us. It's us. Right? It's us. Okay. It I, man, I like us. that. Because here's the See, thing. See, guys, too. I'm smart. I know you are. He's all right. I, you know, I think. I got stuff going on. I wonder what our IQ level is compared, combined together with us three. I us three? So, yeah. so let's let's start counting fingers and yeah. toes, guys. Carry to one. Um, you know, you talk about community <laughs> policing. You uh, you you talk about how it's not just you. And I know that sometimes it probably feels like you know, oh, Officer Lamar Sharp, he's a celebrity of the Camp Police Department. I mean, like, what made you guys as a unit? What made you guys as a team decide, like, hey, we need to get out of those cars. We need to get out on those street steps. And I mean, was this something that was kind of like shown to you? guys or was this something you decided on as a squad or how did, how did you come to this decision of community policing um our our chief uh chief lover he's been he's all about that you know he's all about um the relationship between the community and and the police officers and he's uh, he's he started that during his tenure but i think you know it goes along with the police and the community. It's not just us. No, no, no. And the community Agreed. has to do their part, too. Sure. I'll tell you right now, even to this day, with the little, you know, everybody say, oh, I know Officer Sharp. But here's the thing. I, I've come across people where they still don't want to deal with the police. Well, no, you'll go right, in, right, ask right. somebody what happened. Yeah. We don't know. We're not telling you. I used to say hi to people, and some people will be like, mm. 
And I'm like, hold on, let's not do that. How about how about this? I'm gonna give you my first name. I'm Lamar. How are I like you? that. How are you? I like it. Yeah. And then next thing you know it, it's kind of like you could see him go, and it's like, here we go. Again, I think it's part of the fear that gets built in because mm-hmm. what people think of when the cops, it's almost right. not even the officer. It's the car. Right. It's the gun. It's right. it's the cuffs. Yeah. It's a, You almost take the human out of it. You right. just, you're right. Exactly. You can barely see it. Do you, do you understand where people come from on that, though? Do you understand yeah. why there's some hesitation when, uh, when, when people deal with police, why there's a little bit of nerves involved? Oh yeah, I, I I know. I've I've been pulled over before and I will tell you right now. From what I, I hear probably a lot. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> probably, <laughs> right. probably unwarranted right. too a couple yeah. of times, right? Well, you know, I won't name any departments, but I've been pulled over before and you know, and I've treated them with respect and and this is one one of the things we try to promote is like, you know, listen, even as officers, you know, you don't want to Come in. The first thing a lot of people do, they come out. Why you pull me over? Da 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 da. It's right, right here, and it's like now you've taken that officer who's already, you know, his levels. You have always no, high. Yeah, you have no high. right. It's always high, right. and you have no idea the call he just left to do this now. Right, exactly. So now you come out, and now here we go. And I'm telling you, I tell people all the time. I go around and I, I try to teach people to listen, be polite. Because more, more than likely, you might just walk away with nothing. Right. That's that's a good starting point. <laughs> There's yeah. officer discretion yeah, in these ex- things. Exactly. There's officer it's discretion exact. in these things. And so, yeah, and life is 90% how you react to it, right? right? So if you get pulled over and you're already angry, the cop's going to be like, guess what? Mm-hmm. I can do this I'm all day. Too. I'm, I'm too. This right. is what I'm supposed to do is write you this ticket. Right. You've just given me incentive. Right. But right. I've also, on the flip side of that, I've had people be really, really nasty to me, and I still didn't give them a ticket. And I made them probably Kill them think with about, kindness. Yeah, I thought it made them think about, like, you know what? I was Black people are okay. Yeah. <laughs> he, let me, he let me off. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I know, uh, but I like your approach. And um, for those of you that don't know, uh, you know, Officer Lamar uh, Sharp is joining us in studio, uh, camp police officer. You've done a lot of really good things in the community. Just in the short time that I've lived here, I know we did the thing over the summer with you, um, which was that uh, was back to school supplies, I back believe, is what we were doing there uh, down at Market Square. And you put me in the dunk tank for a little while. I did that, yes. which was a lot of fun. <laughs> and if that's a thing again this summer, I'm already committed. I'm uh-huh. in. I'm, I'm happy to do it. And then over the winter, I know you did. Like a another toy drive for yeah. you know children in the community here and you know at CSE which is a, mm-hmm. a partner of this show CSE Federal Credit a Union great credit union yeah great credit union not just because I work there it's actually my bank yeah, yeah no you yeah it's we yeah, both bank like there the you're like the security there. guy yeah, at my yeah, bank which makes yeah. me feel safe right I'm, check, uh, I'm protecting your money yeah damn right yeah <laughs> damn and don't you ever forget it and <laughs> I need you on your toes dude I need you on them toes right uh, but and so you did one of those and the reason why I'm bringing this up is that. What I like about you is, is is what I assume what a lot of people like about you but won't admit, which is, did you make it easy for me to be good? You know what I mean? Because you're doing all the hard part. You're yeah. like setting up all the events and doing all the yeah. meetings and everything. All I got to do is whip out the debit card, buy some toys, show up. Right. And like, so it makes it easy for me to do good things. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's good. And I think that that is probably part of a police department's job. Right. 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 Because right. it's more than just, uh, we're here to serve and protect. And I feel like... With our department, we're taking serving a little farther. You know, we're doing things where we're helping people with clothing. We're helping people with food, uh, mothers with diapers. We're going along those levels of assistance, and we're partnering partnering with a whole bunch of other different resources in the community. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot, but I'm going to give you okay. a few minutes to think about it. We have Uh-oh. to head to a break, Uh-oh. but I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to prep you with the question before, okay? Because I because I want you to actually put some thought into it. Okay, I need to know okay. what the number one problem from a crime standpoint 
facing Canton today is? And we'll get your answer next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. Right now, we're joined in studio by Canton Police Officer Lamar Sharp. Yeah. And uh, I had asked you a question. We're going to put a pin in that. I asked you what was the biggest problem crime-wise facing Canton, Ohio. But I do want to put a pin in that as we're discussing now future, uh, uh, well, professional endeavors, you and I. (laughs) And the plan now is to push Lamar Sharp into the WWE. And then I will be the Bobby the Brain Heenan of Officer Lamar Sharp. Now, I kind of feel like I'm more Jimmy the Mouth of the South. Uh, ish. I, I want the megaphone. I like the flashy clothes. Give it to me. If either of you two get a job with WWE before me, I'm going to be livid. I am going to be livid. You could be the Miss Elizabeth, buddy. We'll get you in a dress. Oh, yeah. Walk you down. Okay, so I, I so I did ask you the question, and uh, we have a we have a police officer at our, at our disposal. I'm a little newer to the community. Lived here about three years, and um, I live downtown. Yep. And when I moved there, people were like, what? You're going to move downtown? What is the matter with you? And I have always maintained that I think people who tell me that Canton is inherently dangerous have only ever lived here or in a 10-mile radius of it. And that if you've lived in, like, Chicago or L.A. Mm -hmm. or some other places like I have. Michigan, Gary, Indiana. There you go. Yeah, Yeah, they don't even need to be big cities. They can be small cities. And that, that, that there's much more danger other places and that really there's, I mean, there's crime everywhere, but Canton's nothing to be feared. What is the biggest, I guess maybe, the, this is a multifaceted question. What do I want to know here? I, I would like to know what the biggest, uh, you know, crime facing Canton is and like, and the best way to combat it, I guess, is what I'm asking. I think the biggest, well, I don't know if it's really well, necessarily the crime, it's the epidemic of the heroin. Yeah. That's that's the biggest thing because it because what that does is not only the drug use but then it leads to theft and like mm-hmm. you know uh, burglary and carjacking it kind of oh, yeah. kind of creates every bit of crime. It's a snowball effect. <laughs> how how has the heroin epidemic, the painkiller epidemic, how has that changed how you've been a cop? Because let's be real, you've been a cop for how many years? Oh, 16 years. And at wow. this point, at this point, I mean, the heroin epidemic probably five years ago was when it really started to pop off. I feel like so. I mean, how is how are things different today than they were? you know 10 years ago in, in relation to that well you have a lot more different resources out um and about to help people with these um they, they just have to want to get treated you know and i think that's the biggest thing but it's i've seen people literally gone from this earth from after you yeah, know just of course take sure. that. and it's like you know, and I look at it like this, and it's like, you know, you you gotta sit, it sets you down and think about. It. You better value life, right? You know, what what is your value of life? And I'm sitting here watching people gone, and then you know, you get the Narcan or the the paramedics, the squads, and they bring them back. But the problem is, is you'll turn around, and maybe two or three days later, you at that same person's house again, same thing. <sighs> Now, with that, now, uh, yeah, I mean that's a, a, that's a, a lot, truth. A, a lot of people have have brought an issue to Narcan, and well, are you just enabling them, or is, is this what's happening? But where I always kind of get a little confused is, all right, so you guys have somebody out overdosing, you know, the paramedic brings them back with Narcan. Two or three days later, why aren't they still in jail? Why, why, why isn't it? You know, why is it? Why is it that that person's it's getting space, out? Space, right? It's yeah. got to be the answer, right? Yeah, space. Uh, I, I, Think about how depressing that statement is yeah. that we don't have the space to lock up all the people who are breaking the laws that we I have. I know. I know. That's wow. a depressing statement. Right. Wow. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is. Now, part of that, and I know people are going to make this argument, so I want to address it so I don't want people to think we're glossing over that. Part of that is that there are people in jail mm-hmm. for long-term 
for crimes that maybe should not carry the penalties that they carry. That's true. I, I believe that that is true. Now, I know that's not on you. That's not on the police department. No, that's a whole other arm whole of the... That's, uh, a, whole that's a whole other branch there. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole other branch. How do, you, how do you as a cop kind of deal with that? How do you deal with as You're only kind of one arm of, of what is our, our legal <clears throat> system. You've got, you know, people who are passing laws, you know, judges who are passing, you know, sentences and things like that. Does it ever get frustrating when either A, it's a law you might not necessarily agree with, or B, you know, you busted some but you think they should be in jail for the next 10 years and the judge lets them out for a year and a half? Is that a frustrating thing for you? It is. <laughs> I mean, I don't necessarily deal with it as much anymore now, but I still see it with other officers. You know, you'll see some people and they'll commit heinous crimes and it's kind of like, especially with children, and you're like, okay, and they get maybe like four or five years. And it's like, right? are you serious? I mean, that, that, that's, that's upsetting. Does That's it make? Very do, do you ever question? Like, does it make you question? You know what you're doing out on the streets, or what you're doing in the community, or is it just you have to deal with it and roll with the punches? No, I can't wait. You can't waver as a police officer what you do and what you're required to do. You know, you just have to keep rolling with it, and you got to let the judicial system take it from there. Okay, I have a, I have a great question on this line here. One of the things that's facing the country right now Mm -hmm. is the legalization of marijuana. Mm -hmm. Now, I have maintained that I think one of the things that's holding the country back from opening the floodgate is we need the DUI test for the marijuana before we just open the gates and and let people legally smoke weed, right? right? Because we've now seen people drink and drive. It causes deaths. It causes problems. And let's be honest, it's a fantastic revenue stream <laughs> right, for the government right. doing this stuff. And it is, right? right? And so I think that that's one of the things that's that's holding us back from legalization of marijuana. So I guess I have a couple of different questions here. We'll start with this one. When you pull somebody over, mm-hmm. outside of scent, right? because that's pretty easy, outside of scent, do you know when somebody's stoned? Yeah. You, I I've mean... Seen, I've seen enough Snoop Dogg videos in my whole time <laughs> to know... <laughs> That's the system they use, y'all. That's the system. So I, I hold a picture of Snoop Dogg. Right. And I'll look at you, and I'll be like, "No, yeah." Because let me. Here's why I'm asking you. Because we 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 did it. We did a study on the air the other day that said what they're looking at is giving officers tablets, mm-hmm. and then it would be like a digital game, sort of like Simon Says when when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And your reaction time, they say, is how they'd be able to tell. If you've under the influence of marijuana, because the thing with marijuana is it's in your system long term. It's not right. like booze. It's in right. your system long term. Oh, yeah, so yeah. so the tricky part is figuring out when did you smoke this marijuana? Are you impaired driving right, right now right. versus where well, you know with booze? It's like, yeah, bro, yeah. You're, you're impaired. You're Time to go to jail. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Get your ass off the street. You're right. doing something wrong. That sucked, by yeah, the way. I, and it was yeah. a lesson learned. Yeah, I know. That, I know. That sucked. I heard you. That was a lesson learned, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm very vocal on that, that people should not do that. Uh, yeah. And that's, uh, they really did it. Changed, but you know what's worse? Turned my that. whole life around. You know what's worse did, than that? Texting driving is. It's, it's, it's not, don't text and So, do you maybe have an idea of a good roadside test for marijuana sobriety? Um, I'm no. Can you I, still I, roll the blunt? Yeah, yeah. Like, no. right. I mean, I don't know if uh, I don't know because I've never. It's tricky, right? I've never been the traffic guy or guru or nothing okay. like that. I never. And a lot of times when I see a traffic or we come across something like that, I'm calling for a traffic car. Like, please come and help me. <laughs> right. Please come and help me. Like, I'm begging, please. And Oh, that's I, good to know. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if there's really anything you can do except for, like, you know, to jump on one foot, pat your head and belly at the same time. Right. I don't know. That's 
See, but you know, you know, you know how silly every, I am. Every right. every stoner in the world, every stoner listening right now is like, all right, I'm gonna practice jumping. I'm gonna right. practice rubbing my belly. If, if Lamar Sharp catches me, I'm gonna yeah. be fine. I'm gonna be fine. I'll be okay. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, it just I believe that that's where the country kind of needs to go. I believe the finances are 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 there, and I think it it helps all over. I'm I'm not gonna you know walk you up to the doorstep of that. I know it's not legal here in Canton. I don't need you getting in any trouble. Um, you know, because <laughs> if I get listen, if I get fired, I'm bringing my whole family to live with you. It's cool. We got room. Dude, got we'll, room? We'll I mean, it, dude. Okay. here's the thing: it's a one bedroom apartment. That's but, all right. But but I'll sleep on the couch for you, dude. If that's, <laughs> if that's what it takes, I'll be like Debo in there. No, dude. You know, you know Dad, Mrs. Sharp, Dad, she's sleeping Dad, on the bed. Dad, you better give up that couch <laughs> so I'll knock you out. Another thing I wanted to... <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I wanted to talk to you about, um, uh, as far as community policing and being an officer here in Canton, if you're just joining us, this is Officer Lamar Sharp with us now. Um, there was something that happened here in Canton, Ohio, that when it first happened, uh, there was an, an overreaction that mm-hmm. I saw online from people that were like, oh my God, this city's going to hell in a handbasket. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, I have not personally heard of any major fallout from it, mm-hmm. but this is Dora. The outdoor uh, refreshment area right. where you can kind of drink alcohol in the streets right, here from right. midnight. I think it's mid, uh, from noon to midnight, yep. right. um, seven days a week there. Now, with it being First Friday, now as a guy who's kind of in the media here for this community and kind of like searches through these, you know what I mean, these uh, these local publications to find these local stories, I'm yet to hear really the thing where th- that this is... It seems like there was a lot of hysteria about Dora, and it turned out to be much ado about nothing, and it seems to me like... It's fine. Yeah, it's fine, right? It's fine. And it's helped downtown business. And so this one's saying, like, the reason why I'm bringing this up is that the people are fearful of things at first. Right. And we're going to go back to the heroin thing here in a little bit. Right. Because of this. Because it was announced, and and I forget the numbers, and I forget exactly when they're rolling this out, but we're getting a needle exchange program here in Canton, Ohio. Mm. And uh, and they're they're basing it on on a system that's already in place. Columbus. Columbus and Toledo, I believe, is where they're kind of doing it. I know Columbus was one of them for sure. And... I'm going to ask you this question. Maybe you've never thought about it, so if you don't have an answer, I apologize. Okay. But I remember one of the things inside the needle exchange program that they were debating is whether or not you just give an addict who walks up clean needles or if you require them to bring used needles back in before you give them something else. Now, no thought put into it whatsoever. Which is the better of those two systems? Mm. Hey, I didn't give you a chance to think about it. Now, give me an intelligent (laughs) answer. Come on, man. You know, honestly... Seeing a lot of the needles that are laying around on ground, get them off the street, right? Yeah, get them off the street. A cleanup project that, that would be my, and I'm no, I'm no scientist at all. Yeah, that's I, what I would think. I, uh, I, I was actually campaigning this past election cycle and walking through a neighborhood and just seeing needles on streets. Like that's mm. a very disturbing thing. Oh, and yeah. like, and then seeing like a house or two over, you see like kids' toys, and you're like, oh. Yeah. There's got to be kids out here playing right. in this general area, oh, yeah. and like this it is, is not good. Oh, yeah. It's not appropriate. Yeah. Right. So yeah. It, you know, I, I know the, the the needle exchange, and that's going to be a. I think a point just of like contention. Dora is going to make people freak out, and they're going to think it's just going to be addicts running amok, and right. it's not. Right. With with right. all this stuff happening, with 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 the heroin epidemic, and and a, a distrust between community and police, and, and and more and more crime, and everyone's saying Chicago is going to turn into America. What do you think the most important thing that a community member can do to start? to make the Hall of Fame city uh, what it once was, a little bit better, a step in the right direction. What can we as a community do? Go out and get out in your neighborhood, start a community organization like a neighborhood watch and 
go out and, and introduce yourself to a neighbor you might not know. Okay, well, is me looking at my neighbors from my window and judging them quietly, is that, is that neighborhood watch? Because well, I do that. Like, I look out the window and go, you shouldn't, be doing, you shouldn't yeah. be doing that. You don't do that right by my window. Don't do that. Don't do that. I don't like that. Is right. that the same thing? Am I doing it? Did I get it? Nailed it. Hashtag nailed it. Hashtag nailed it. This guy. That's not right. That's not good. That's I thought that was along, good. Along those lines. So, so, but essentially what you are saying is much like police, it's getting out there, it's seeing people, right. it's talking to people. Right. And then, you know, and then like you, we have, we have neighborhoods or, or in our community police and we go out into neighborhoods and it's hard on a patrol shift to actually get out and talk to everybody. Sure. It's, yeah. It's hard because we're all, they're always called, call to call. And we have a community relations bureau where we go out and we can do that and talk to them you know talk to them say hey you, your input is is great what do you want us what do you want to see from us but also what you would you want to see from us how about you help us right in achieving that right and that's the thing is We're not, you, nobody yeah. can do it all on their nobody own can do it on their own right right that's the and thing. i i always say in, in in a similar thing different but similar is that it's the same thing with business. Right. Like, like people want a thriving downtown, right. but then they don't want to go. Exactly. It's like, guys, you can't rebuild the city if you don't go and uh. and support these businesses. That are, like, Mike from Busman is one of these guys. He's thrown his balls out there. <laughs> He's got, like, no, seriously. And that's, uh, that's a hard thing to do. Right. He's got, like, four businesses down there, and he has, like, staked a claim. Like, no, I believe in this. Right. I am going to be here. I'm going to sell you waffles. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sell you beer. I'm going to be here. And I tell people all the time, like, t- guys, you got to get down there. Yeah. If you don't go down there, and if you don't spend the money in these places, they're going to go away, and then the city will have nothing. He has some great waffles, too. He does have some. Oh, my goodness. His waffles are delicious. I love waffles. <gasps> I love waffles. Um, <laughs> you, bring up, you bring up the point of, of community businesses and stuff like that, and obviously one of the things that Canton is uh, very much in the news for recently is the Hall of Fame Village and all the opportunity yes. that, that brings yes, along yes, with yes. it. Now, with that being said, obviously there's going to be a lot of businesses, a lot of travel. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff like that. By implementing the Hall of Fame Village and hopefully what turns into a, a success for them, is that going to put a strain on Canton Police Department? Uh, living in a neighborhood, do I have to be more worried about response time because you guys are too worried about you know rich people up in uh, up there? No, no. I, be I worried about how you turn yeah. into one of the rich people up there. Yeah, I think too. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think once we, if we really the, at, on the, the rate that we're going right now in the direction that we're going, I feel like we're going to. If, in the community, we're going to be able to really come together and we're going to be on a even better path. And then by the time that all comes about, it's like, listen, we're going to be so everybody that comes here and visit Canada is going to be like, wow. They're going to be like, this, I like this, it. this city is amazing. But it, again, it's not just our police department. It takes a community, too. I would agree. Now, uh, we're, we're going to lighten it up a little bit right okay. now because I have Uh-oh. to let you go here shortly. All right. So let's lighten it up. Uh oh. Um, here we go. Now, you're a homer. Uh-huh. Okay. Now you're a homer for the Patriots. Yes. You are totally Jeez. a homer for the Patriots. Wait, listen, 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 listen. If you say anything bad about my Patriots, <laughs> you know, hashtag meet me outside. How about How that? How about that? How about that? How about that? <laughs> Oof. All right. Uh, I vote no. I, I vote no on that. I, but uh, so, so And I am packing right now too. I guess. <laughs> Jeez. So, I just want to put that out. I'm here. just guessing. <laughs> I'm just going to guess that you were picking the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. Mm, yes. Okay. Can I throw out a theory that I've heard to Go you ahead. as a Patriots super fan? Go ahead. The theory I've heard is this. Okay. Uh-oh. That you will see the Patriots deal Jimmy Garoppolo 
and what their intentions then are are to add defense because they think that they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. You add a little bit more defensive help for Tom Brady. He wins again next year. Brady, Belichick, both out. That's why they're willing to deal Garoppolo. How do you feel about that? Hmm. That's Albert Breer. I, when I heard that on TV, I was like, man, it kind of makes sense. Because if you're Belichick, uh, think about it like this, because people think it's crazy. But if you're Belichick, it's like, guys, I have the best quarterback in the history of the game, and I'm not next time around, right? And so if if, if Brady leaves and now Bill all of a sudden looks human, yeah. was it all Brady? Is it all Brady? Is it, Guys on TV right now are debating whether we should change the name of the Lombardi Trophy to the Belichick Trophy. If, he's, if he starts to lose <laughs> when Brady goes and it starts to look like it was mostly Brady— now all of a sudden, this Belichick but, reputation starts to take a dip, and that guy's going to protect that like any human would, right? But but when Garoppolo was playing, they were doing they were playing well. That's what I'm saying is like they know he's good, but yeah. they're willing to deal him because he's got Brady for sure. Yeah. So win two more, set the record straight on who the greatest coach and the greatest quarterback yeah. ever, and then mic drop, bitch, yeah. I'm out. I think I mean it. It sounded crazy, yeah. but the more you think about it, yeah. well, I mean, at that the does end of make sense. at the end of the day, if 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 you're t- <laughs> does, if you're Belichick, you know you right? got two right? three years right. at the most, two right. three years at the most, out of uh, and, and you have a short window, so take advantage of it while you can. I would be. It's gonna fall. Right. At some point, it's gonna fall. It just has gonna, to. Yeah, the bottom's gonna fall that, out. That's just the way and you know the human body works. Patriot fan, I'm gonna go through it. I'm gonna probably be like the Browns. Oh, you poor Patriots fans. No, you. It's impossible. But then I'm gonna be like a Steelers fan, and I'm gonna be holding up six. Fingers. It's impossible to <laughs> to be like a Browns fan. It's I'll impossible. Like you can't go through twenty five years of misery. You can't just put that. You can't take that from us. So big Patriots fan. Right, right, right. You right. obviously hate when you hear people say this. Tom Brady, system quarterback. No, that's not true. That's not true, right? And that's here, so I heard this yesterday. And I thought it was one of the smartest things I've ever heard about the NFL. Truthfully, I felt like this was one of the smartest things I've ever heard on the NFL okay. yesterday. Greg Cosell from NFL Film said this yesterday. He's like, you know, people go out there and call Tom Brady a system quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, Joe Montana ran the West Coast offense, which is still an offense that's used today, still called the West, the West Coast, Coast offense. offense. It is now like the pro offense. Right. So right. is Joe Montana a system quarterback? Right. Yeah. Turns out, no. Yeah. You can either play, you play or, you... or you can't. Exactly. You can either play or you can't. You can spin it yeah. or you can't. Brady is... I'm gonna go. He's. I hate that system argument. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. When I heard Greco say that yesterday, I was like, "That is smart." First time Hall of Fame ballot. He's oh, not even close. They bump it up a year just for him. Hall of Fame City's gonna be lit when Tom Brady is 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 into that first name Hall of Fame. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be out on that field. With my police uniform on <laughs> and a tutu with a Tom Brady jersey on, doing cartwheels all the way. Have your underwear boots. on so you don't get arrested. That, yes, that, that yes, teacher yes. got arrested for doing cartwheels yeah. without the underwear. Don't do it. Yeah, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have an adult diaper on. Please, I'm plus. <laughs> Good God, plus, where are, what are we talking about? Plus, I'm pretty sure the lower half of Lamar Sharp comes past a tutu. Just saying, we'll uh, we'll let you go on that note. I'm sure you probably don't want to be anywhere near that one. So we'll let you go on that note. And uh, I will stop straddling the fence. This whole week I've been straddling the fence. I will stop doing that. Super Bowl picks coming your way next on the Stansbury Show. That's what you get. You ever touch Monica Diamond again, you're going to get worse than this, mother. There's a dirty little secret. Danny's got something in his pants. Tonight, the little boy is stuck using a pool noodle to find his way around. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learn quick, fast, and hurt. I'll be there, and I will mow you down under my tires. This is serious. This is serious. This is not a joke. This is serious. This is for real. 
the truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. And you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap them. That's going make you slap somebody. And unfortunately for the Browns, they haven't figured that out since they got back to Cleveland. You ain't seen nothing yet until you see the flaming butthole. And there'll be people walking around all over America with flames coming out of their butthole. To all Republicans and Democrats and independents across this nation, I say it is time for us to kick the dust up. And when I got done, he said, just lay off the hamburgers and french fries, and that really just disrespected me, and I felt awful. Yeah, we got to figure it out. It's been a, a 2017 so far. I'm also very much of a germaphobe, by the way. <laughs> Believe me. On behalf of the NFL, welcome to Super Bowl 51. And no one can argue these two teams are the most deserving and the ones that should be here. The number one defense in the NFL versus the number one offense. It's going to be a great matchup, and I wish both teams well. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're just about done for the day. Uh, and I, I promoted this break by telling you that I would stop straddling the fence, I would come back, and I would give you my Super Bowl prediction. Now... Truth is, I wish I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> I, I, I really, I wish, I wish I would not have done that because honestly, as a guy who bets sports, I'm yeah. having a hard time with this one, man. I really am. I love Atlanta. They're so high powered. They're so good, but they got four guys on defense who are rookies, and I worry about Tom Brady being able to pick that apart. Is it still three points spread? Uh, you know what? Let me look and make sure that the line has not moved today. When I saw it last night, it was still three. Th- three makes sense to me. It you know what I mean? Getting three. If yeah. it's four and a half, you're probably talking a different scenario yeah. there. But if we're talking three, that makes sense to me. Who do you like? I think Patriots win, dude. I think I think you've made the point throughout the week that yes, Atlanta, yes, the high powered offense, totally capable of putting up a lot of points. But you start betting against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, it's crazy almost, and you're making a mistake. I don't. I'm listen. I'm no Patriots honk. I I'm not a Tom Brady fan. I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a Belichick fan. More than you like him, but I I you know game recognized game, and it's it's hard it's hard to bet against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl. You go back and look at the Patriots Super Bowls. They weren't blowouts. Most Super Bowls aren't. I know we had the Seattle-Denver thing. or Yeah, the Se- that, that went wrong for Peyton Manning that year. Um, most of them are not blowouts. Most of them are by three points. So that being said, I think the Patriots win, but I will bet Atlanta getting the three to cover. Makes sense. I, I, I like the Patriots to win, Atlanta to cover. Do I? Jesus. Yeah, no. (laughs) It's out of your mouth, dude. Just let this one fly. Patriots win. Atlanta covers. Aside from that, we're done for the day. We are being beckoned by uh, by management. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they uh, they are eager to speak to us. Yeah, and uh, it's Friday, so that's normally not good. <laughs> so uh, we're so, we're gonna guys. we're gonna jump off this show, go get fired real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll do a podcast out of my living room Monday. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, that show guys not gonna be mornings if I get to choose. We're gonna start those a little later in the afternoon. I'm kidding. We will probably still be here. Fingers it crossed. It will be Monday morning, six a.m. on Rock 106. Now you guys have a fantastic weekend. Hey, listen to me. Real quick, I know I get on to you guys about this a lot, but it's true, and this is one of those holidays. I call the Super Bowl holiday. Do not, do not, do not drink and drive. I'm telling you, cops are going to be everywhere, and even if they weren't, it's just dumb, it's expensive, and you can hurt other people. Don't drink and drive. Enjoy yourself. Go, Atlanta, please cover. I need this money. (laughs) Please cover, Atlanta. I need the money.